Hello, everyone, and welcome back or welcome to the Movie Minutemen podcast. I'm Andrew, and with me is my partner in crime, Wesley Spillman. Wesley, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. It's great to be here again. <laughs> we're back. We're we're getting one done before all heck breaks loose and uh, wedding season and everything. Um, but we're back with Captain America, the Winter Soldier, the next film in the MCU rewatch. We've been going at the MCU pretty strong, I think, these last few episodes. Like they've yeah. all been, we've kind of just been like, let's get to the, the good stuff. Let, and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is the good stuff now. So <laughs> it is. Let me see here. We got okay. Yeah. So well, I mean, it's only been like two, three episodes straight. Like we did Little yeah. Woman and yeah. Iron Man 3, Thor Rack, Dark World, and the Winter Soldier. But we're back. Thanks for joining us in this uh, adventure. We appreciate your love and support on the podcast, and uh, we're here now. So, let's jump in, Wesley. What are your what's your history with this movie? So yeah, uh, the hype was so unreal for this movie. Like I said in the previous rewatch, this is around the time now I remember like seeing trailers and such. Now, unfortunately, I was unable to go to the theaters to see <clears throat> this because my dad wanted it to see it first, of course. But he went with my brother, so I was kind of jealous, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> I remember, I even remember, like, watching the red carpet premiere, like, on the Marvel YouTube channel and, like, seeing interviews of, like, the stars and stuff like that. But at least my dad picked it up, like, right after... A, the home release of like the home release came out a uh, of the movie and I saw it for the first time then and of course as a 10 year old kid it was like kind of freaky to me but it was still freaking sick it was probably my first like thriller type of movie I've seen in my life uh, and as of right now I do not know how many times I've rewatched this film <laughs> it's one of my all-time favorites to date and brought a newfound love for these movies for me and just has been consistently great, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So for me, uh, I was kind of getting into the swing of Marvel with this movie, but like not really, you know, like I'd seen probably Avengers at this point, but nothing like nothing crazy, like not going to the theater for him, not, not like getting the hype about them, but I remember being at church and my sister and her friends were talking about the trailer that had just released and how it ended with the winter soldier, like stopping the shield with yeah. his hand. Yeah. And they were all like, Oh my gosh, look at the eyes. It's Bucky. It's Bucky. And I'm like, I was like, okay, whatever. I don't know what that means. And I'm like, maybe they're like, cause at this point, like the internet full of, conspiracy theories and like what ifs and what if this is real what if this is actually real like they were right about loki so what if they were right you know so didn't really buy it and everything and then i remember watching it for the first time at a friend's birthday party around i think it was like a year later because captain america was his favorite superhero so we were watching the winter soldier with it and that's when i first watched it and i've been in love with the film ever since i think it's a really great movie uh i think it's darn near as perfect of a superhero slash like a realistic superhero, I guess, uh, as realistic as Captain America can be. 
uh, superhero movie we've gotten so far. And uh, yeah, I think it still holds up very well uh, with its counterparts and even the newer Marvel movies as they come in, come out, I guess is the word I'm trying to say. <laughs> yes. But no, yeah. Okay. Let's get into the cast and crew of the film. So uh, Captain America was released on April 4th, 2014 and was directed by Anthony and Joe Russo, written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, and the music is by Henry Jackson, starring Chris Henry Evans. Jackman. Jackman. Henry Jackman. Jackman, sorry. Yeah, Henry Jackman. You were correct. <clears throat> Didn't he do... He did Wreck-It Ralph, right? Maybe. I think this, is, this was his first Marvel film. It was his if first I'm Marvel in... film. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, yeah, Henry Jackman. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He does Civil War as well, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Does he do anything else? Uh, like in the vein of Marvel. Obviously, he's done a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, um. But, uh. Well, he did X Men First Class. So if you want to count that as a Marvel movie, he did do Wreck It Ralph. He did Civil War. No, I'm looking yeah, on his the, Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah, no. He did okay. He did Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. Which oh, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, the show. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Big Hero Six, Wreck It Ralph. So he was. And he'll probably he'll probably do the next Captain America movie. Probably. I hope so. The uh, Captain America. Because he's actually kind of an underrated guy. Like, if we did a ranking yes. of like composers and all that, like he's an underrated guy. He was he did pretty well with like. The... These two cap movies and the show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the captain, the wow, Civil War, he did a great yeah. job because you have to tangle in, like, because that's more of an Avenger yeah. movie than people yeah, like yeah. To think. Yeah. Like, because you have to tie in the Iron Man score and then, like, Black Widow's theme and all the other ones combined. And I think he does a great job, but it's Henry Jackman. Yeah. And it's starring uh, Chris Evans as Steve Rogers slash Captain America. Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury, Scarlett Johansson as Natasha Romanoff slash Black Widow, Robert Redford as Alexander Pierce, Sebastian mm. Stan as Bucky Barnes slash The Winter Soldier. Okay, yeah, spoiler, guys, if you haven't watched the movie. Oh, no. I do it all the time, but yeah, we should probably, if you haven't watched the movie, it's been out for like nine years. Uh, Anthony <laughs> Mackie as Sam Wilson slash The Falcon, Kobe Smulders as Maria Hill, and it also stars Frank Grillo, Emily Van Camp, Maximiliano Hernandez, Haley Atwell, and Toby Jones. So, smaller cast, like, of important characters, I guess. Yeah, it is a smaller cast, but, like, each person gets, a, like, a time to shine, I guess. Like, of course, some people aren't, like, much involved until later in the film. But, a uh... <laughs> yeah, we still get to see her more often yeah. than, like, sit well, I guess. True. <laughs> <laughs> but so was in the, uh, the beginning and then in the middle yeah 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 i guess so. as an yeah, untimely yeah. demise but or so we think it's marvel he or could, yeah or we see, he could come back as alive, Modoc. i would oh now that's a backstory <laughs> now that's a backstory it's about as big of a stretch as uh, <laughs> anyway uh, I do not like him though. So, <laughs> say well, like, like, yeah, like I said in the yeah, first no. Captain. Oh, wait, not the first Captain America. What, whatever movie he was when in did before. He... I, um, it was Thor, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Thor. It was Thor. Yeah, he was in was one Thor. of them. 
<laughs> he was in Thor. Yes, you're right. Um, yeah. Well, standout right here, a uh, Robert Redford as <clears throat> the bad guy, Alexander Pierce. Spoiler, Jays. Ah, <laughs> no, he, he was, is. He he was so good. Like watching it back this time. Like, man, he's like so manipulative and like, I don't know. Like, yes. It's so cool to watch him act, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he makes you really like uncomfortable from the moment he comes on, really. And then like the entire time you just like, is this guy real or is he being like, who is he deceiving? Who is he lying to now? Like, like the, uh, the Iron Man line from, uh. Avengers, the excuse, okay, or what? How does it go? Yeah, Nick, like you were lying or something like that. When yeah. uh, they find out that he's been lying about the weapons or whatever, but yeah, yeah, Robert Redford does a really good job. I also like, uh, from the moment uh, Anthony Mackie comes on the screen and at the very beginning with him and uh, Steve, their uh, chemistry i thought was really it was really good and he just got better as the movie went on and obviously he's not as great as he is now in the mcu but still like from as a tag along to a captain america movie like i think he did a great job and i think that's something that the mcu needs to do more of is introducing new characters in already existing superhero movies if that makes sense like that's what they did a lot of in the first few phases is like Avengers 2 introduced Wanda and Petro. This movie introduced Falcon and Agent 13. And then like, just like as Chris Evans, as Steve Rogers disappears from the MCU, Anthony Mackie comes up as a bigger role. And I think that's something that they've kind of lost track of with all these Disney plus series and everything is like trying to introduce brand new characters in their own thing, which I think can be good as like Dr. Strange and Shang Chi showed. But also I think there's something to be said for bringing them up in already existing films. I guess. Like, and that shows too, with like all of this stuff with agent 13 now, and Mm -hmm. we still don't know things about her (laughs) and it's, she's a mystery, I guess. She's an enigma. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And of course, like Anthony Mackie has, a, uh, he he was just great in this movie, and I lost my train of thought. I was going to say something about him, but <laughs> a, uh, <laughs> I just I I was going to say like he was like he was in the beginning of the movie, and then he was like towards the middle end. It was like he was not in the middle part of the movie at like mostly at all. I guess I don't know. He not was in most of the movie. Not. He was in most of the movie, but you know there was a good length there that he wasn't so like but in the stuff he was in he was good he was great yeah this movie also contains we have to give a nod to uh stanley yes obviously stanley's in it (laughs) but i was gonna say oh marvin gay marvin gay ah contributes to the soundtrack even though yes marvin gay is no longer with us as they say but he does contribute to the soundtrack which great track great track great yeah album have that on a playlist (laughs) (laughs) but yeah with that being said let's uh background information on the movie yes so yeah 
<clears throat> before Captain America, the first Avenger uh, even came out, the studio had started prepping the sequel by rehiring Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely to write the sequel. A year after the film came out, they finally settled down on which director they wanted and they hired the Russo brothers to do the film. Mm-hmm. And this was uh, surprising for a couple of different reasons. The Roosters uh, were known primarily for really a couple of comedies and then working on the Arrested Development and Community. Mm-hmm. But Kevin Feige saw the season two f- uh, finale of the show Community, which if you haven't seen the show, it's like an action parody uh, send up. That's a Western uh, involving paintball. And he <laughs> saw that he went... The he said, these guys are perfect for what uh, we're trying to do with this genre bending thing that has a great action. And these episodes of Community had great action as well as having the comedy and all of those pieces. And that's why Kevin Feige decided to hire them. The creative team decided they wanted to go in a very uh, different direction from the first film which was very much a war film to moving in the direction of a political thriller conspiracy film, all using the storyline of the Winter Soldier. Also looking at the Captain America, they uh, realized that because he's in a different time, he doesn't have his side characters that he can go back to. Where Tony Stark can go back to Pepper uh, and he can go back to uh, Happy Hogan. So with Captain America... The strategy they decided to use was move in some of the characters from the Avengers into a series. So you naturally got Black Widow and Nick Fury showing up. Originally, they intended to involve Hawkeye in the story as mm. well, but he felt a, for a little bit, uh, it just didn't fit. And as they started to develop the story and eventually his parts were given to Black Widow in the film. Also, Jeremy Jeremy, uh, Renner's schedule didn't work for the film, so he would have been able to appear anyway, wouldn't have been able to appear anyway. Upon the release, uh, the movie was a big hit with both critics and audiences. It has an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it went on to make $714 million worldwide, with 259 of that coming from North America alone. Very nice. I've always wondered why like Hawkeye's nowhere in this because like shields collapsing to the ground <laughs> and he hasn't yet retired. So like, where the heck is he? But I think with him and black widow and captain America and introducing Falcon, it would have almost been too, too many, many. Yeah. bits. Yeah. So I think, I think just black widow is nice as well. Like yeah. also you don't want to like, take away from what's happening with like, oh, it's a mini Avengers reunion, you know? So like, unless you get like, if you implement him, like the part where like maybe Hawkeye, well, if you did add him, maybe you have him get captured or something when they get into the Triskelion. Like, you know, when Sam comes back into the story, like when they get back in the Triskelion, maybe they have to get him or I don't even know, but that's another device, you know, I don't even know. Yeah. There could have been, there could have been a way like, because obviously Hawkeye isn't Hydra. And so like when Hydra is like come out yeah. and everything like Hawkeye, like what you said, but yeah, it would have almost been too much in my, yeah, in my opinion, but that's something that I've also always wondered. And also 
the hiring of the Russo brothers is just it's it's what made the Mar- Marvel such a big thing to begin with is their allegiance because they do this one, they do Civil War, and then they end up doing Infinity War and Endgame. I just think it, you know, there's a lot that is yeah. due, like <laughs> a lot of credit is due to them that Marvel is what it is now. Because if it, if it weren't for them, it would not be how many movies come out in a year and, you know, shows and all that. It would be like one, one or two movies a year. You know, it's yeah. not, it, they wouldn't be highly praised. Well, right now, not really highly praised, but still, no. <laughs> they're still, I mean, they're still, movies. they're still, they're still highly praised for what they've yeah, but, done. Yeah. Not yes. so much what they're doing. Doing. <laughs> uh, but also, like what you said about the uh, the two movies a year, they've kind of bumped back to that. Person, we won't get into that now, but I think that's a a good thing for Marvel is pulling back on the schedule. But yes, let's get into Captain America: The Winter Soldier. All right, so we open on a like dawn view of is it the Washington Monument, right? And Sam Wilson or um, man, is running around. I think it's the Washington. It's it's Washington. They're in Washington D.C. Yes, yes. <laughs> and Sam Wilson's uh, taking a morning run, and uh, Steve Rogers runs by, and probably the most quoted line in the MCU on your left as Steve is running past Sam Wilson and then we get another one and then another one. I think the last one get some o- get some OG uh, cat music in there too. Yes. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like Henry Jackman Mwah. chef's kiss. <laughs> but then uh, Sam introduced himself to Captain America or Steve Rogers as he's now and we find out that he is a United States Air Force pararescue trooper and he now works at the uh VF, VF, not VFW, VA hospital. Sorry. Wow. Uh, and then Captain America's picked up by Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow, and uh, they take off to do Nick Fury's cleanup duty. And that's the opening. Yes. Thoughts, feelings. So we see Sam Wilson right out the gate. And I, man, that opening shot is so cool. Like the sun, like coming up and just <laughs> yes. him running past Sam. Uh, and that'll just like come back to bite you in the butt, that line, like mm-hmm. all the way until the end, mm-hmm. <laughs> as we'll see in the future. Until the end of the line, as <laughs> yes, that, <laughs> that line, that line too. <laughs> that line too, yeah. <laughs> um, and I love the small talk between them, uh, talking uh, uh, how like Cap is catching up and stuff. And I actually, so the list, uh, so a uh, um, Cap has a list of everything. Yes, he like, does. He's writing down things like to catch up on. So here's the list for the U.S. 
Um, I have a behind the scenes fact too. So the list he has that we see, he has uh, I Love Lucy, The Moon Landing, Berlin Wall, Steve Jobs, Pisco, Thai Food, Star Wars slash Trek, Nirvana, Rocky, and Rocky 2, and then the Trouble Man soundtrack, which is that uh, Sam suggested um, that soundtrack uh, to uh, Cap. But I have a behind-the-scenes fact. So they localized Roger's to-do list. Cap showed this list. So some of them, such as Thai food and Star Wars, made the list in every country. However, the movie localized the list for every for different markets. So while in the U.S., you get the moon landing, you get the Beatles in Britain, Daft Punk in France, uh, Steve Irwin in Australia, and so on and so on. So, yeah, I thought that was a little cool fact there. Yes, so, I, yeah. I love that. I think that's a nice little nod for everyone. Like, I don't know. I just think that's that's funny because obviously it wouldn't be the same for everybody. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. but he's also Captain America, so I don't know. <laughs> but... <laughs> Hey, I think yeah. he would check out the Beatles. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like he would no matter where. <laughs> yeah. Most influential. He was, he, yeah. he was he was he was there <laughs> back in the day. Yes, he was. So. All right. So we move on uh, where they Rogers and Romanoff are in a plane with strike team, the strike team, which uh, I looked up and I didn't write down what strike stood for. I, I it's yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's a acronym for something. Oh, I forgot to, while you do that, I'll, I forgot to mention that line from Natasha. Hey, fellas, either one of you <laughs> know yes. what the Smithsonian is? I'm here to pick up a fossil. <laughs> it is. It's so funny. Uh, the way she. <laughs> hey, fellas. Know, like, and then, and then uh, uh, Sam. Hey. How you doing? Like, how you doing? Yeah. We can't walk everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't. Yeah. Yeah. It's I like, thought... oh, here we go. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, I thought you were going to, at first, when you brought up, I thought you were talking about the Quinjets, not the strike team. <laughs> no, no. Sorry. The strike team. It stands for Special <laughs> Tactical Reserve for International Key Emergencies. So that's hmm. what strike means. And it makes sense that they're there because they're over. They're in international waters, and a uh, a vessel that Shield owns called the Lumarian Star has been taken over by a group of pirates led by George Backtrack, Backtrack, uh, and then Romlo Rogers and Romanoff, along with other Strike members, are called in to eliminate the pirates. And you can already tell that Cap is a bit irritated by being Furies made basically yeah and uh they jump down cab jumps out without a parachute and uh starts cleaning up the deck and uh everyone comes in just in time to kill or take down the last of the pirates that's on you know on the deck they uh clean up and get out but romanoff has gone awol and she has her own mission from fury as uh Rogers is wanting her to do one thing, I think, meet up with Rumlow and help take out yeah. the hostages. And she's saving all the intelligence that's on the ship. And uh, and uh, Steve is not happy and uh, make sure 
Romanoff knows that on no uncertain terms. And uh, Rogers, and then they, they get like get blown up. He goes one on one with Batrock, knocks him out, yeah. finds Romanoff, and yeah. then a bomb blows up. And Steve, yeah, is not happy with Natasha. And that's where we'll stop now. Yes. Because that's a the cool, end of the movie. Yeah, cool <laughs> opening sequence here, like first fight scene. Um, the small talk here with Natasha and him were <laughs> funny with them. Natasha trying to find him um, a date, <laughs> doing anything fun Saturday night, Natasha. Well, and all the guys from my barbershop quartet are dead. So not, no, not really. Captain. Not really. No. So, um, and the, one, the one with the lip ring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm not sure I'm ready for that. Uh, that's yeah, funny. So yeah. yeah, that that's kind of a joke that goes throughout the movie. Um, Which I with, love. I love with, how casual it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially on the road. We're Avengers. We, we, we can multitask. We can take down bad guys and, Plan our Saturday nights. And then we hear like some bopping music from Henry Jackson at Jackman. I said it now. As Cap dove in a uh, in the sky um yes. into the water below and pretty cool. Um, but I just loved I loved like that sound as like when he was fighting the guys on the deck, that sound of the um well it was really quiet but then the sound of like the hand it, not the hammer it's not thor the shield it was so like like yep. you could hear it so well and like when he was like you could just like see like this is like he's superhuman like it's like yeah. insane like how he can do this and like, i love so, i love how what you were talking about like how the music like it'll it gets big as he's like diving in and then when he gets up and starts fighting it just like kind of like cuts out and it's just like a like kind of like a drum, uh, like a rim shot, like a tick, 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 as he's like yeah, taking yeah, it out, yeah, and yeah. It, you can yeah, like yeah. feel the silence while he's fighting. It's like it's really neat. Yeah, but yeah, continue, uh, and yeah, just a lot of cool stuff in here. They um with Batrock, and then their meeting, uh, and their fight. A um, a, that was a really cool fight with all of. I know I should have gotten a behind the scenes fact with the actor Batrack. I know he's like famous for something. I don't even know. I believe like some athlete, athlete or something. I don't even know. I, I, don't, I know. don't know. He's he's so like Batrock is supposed to be, I believe, like French or something or no. What do they they mention it? And then Pierce says something else. But he's the, the yeah. actor is actually French Canadian. So, uh, yeah. He speaks French Canadian, which is slightly different than actual French, which a bit of a goof up. But uh, let me see here. Yeah. So like it like I love the the line. I thought you were just more than a shield. And like Cap takes off his mask, puts his shield on his back and they just fight hands. And like Cap like knocks him to the ground with like a flip kick. It was so yep. cool. Um. And yeah, just a cool way to like open like on the ship. And then the one part with Natasha, like, like stra straggling like one of the guys as she goes down into the engine room. It was so cool. I love that shot as like she goes down. 
um, going in the engine room. Um, but yeah, just a ton of cool action uh, here on the boat. And yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Batrock is played by Georges St. Pierre, who is a UFC fighter. Ah, turned okay. actor. So kind of like he knows MMA, boxing, yeah. Bra- Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He's just like all around athletic. Um, and I think it's cool that he's, you know, moving to acting as a lot of, you know, like The Rock and those guys like UFC. Uh, what is that? WWE star, you know. Yeah. So he was technically the first uh, rest or athlete to move into the MCU before uh, Dave Bautista and Guardians. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, I yeah. like the comic tie because, you know, Batrock is Batrock the Leaper in the comic books. Yeah. And I like, I'm all, I'm not a huge fan of how like they try and like dumb down the comics because the comics are so off the wall and sometimes they bring them down to like an unreal like not an unrealistic but like a more realistic level like they did that with the the netflix tv shows where they're all like in regular outfits and like not any colored costumes but for this one i don't mind because batrock the leaper is pretty can be pretty goofy like all purple and yellow and like literally jumps like that's his thing he leaps so they made it more of a what's the word more like he like jumps by like while fighting like you see it and he's yeah. definitely yeah yeah he does leaping, yeah. like flying knees and everything so i i think it's really cool and then bringing him back in you know captain america and the winter soldier like the tv show oh, i guess it's falcon and the winter soldier not captain america but i think that's really i think it's a cool thing and so yeah, but you mentioned it, the opening where he's like fighting on the deck, just himself, like taking down everything, the sneak attacks, probably one of my favorite MCU scenes ever, like probably two or three, because obviously the first one portals in Endgame, you can't get better than that. But, uh, well, I don't know, maybe you disagree, but uh, <laughs> I don't know, probably the best one, but I would have to go through every movie as we are doing and just rank <laughs> the scenes, I guess that's true. That would but, be a lot uh, of scenes, though. <laughs> that would be a lot of. That would be like seventy pages long of like scene breakdown. I don't know if I would do that. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I could. No. <laughs> but yeah, I do like this little opening scene, and that's one thing I like about this movie is you get kind of a deep, deep dive into Captain America lore and like more Marvel lore in the comics because you get Batroc, you get uh, you know, kind of a nod. I'll talk about it when we get there which is in the next scene, but like nod to like a couple of other comics and, or maybe, yeah. And uh, so I just, I like this movie for that. Uh, yeah. So moving yeah. on. Uh, we got, uh, let's see. So back at the Triskelion, uh, Rogers runs in, not runs in, barges into Fury's room and yells at him for lying. Uh, Fury, as a sign of trust, takes Rogers to the basement where he introduces him to Project Insight. Project Insight consists of three next-generation shield helicarriers that will be launched into the air and connected to Project Insight satellites at 3,000 feet in the air to neutralize enemy hostile targets. Fury tells Rogers that shield takes the world as it is, not as it would like to be, like to be. 
And Rogers responds that it's freedom, uh, that this isn't freedom, it's fear. And so he's not happy with Fury at all. <laughs> yeah. So thoughts on this scene here? Yeah. So Steve is mad. Uh, a um, little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> then we get Which the is- line. Well, th- we we see a theme of trust developing here. Yes. Overall, uh, a, a big, a huge theme in the movie is trust. And they keep mentioning it. And this is kind of the first thing that pops up here. Um, and I like that one line. A uh, don't know what was before it, but Fury says, "Last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye." Yes, and uh, <laughs> I guess he trusted a cat. I don't know. Um, yeah, that doesn't age well. Out, the, yeah, uh... that doesn't really age well. But unless there's more to that, we don't even know. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. But we'll see that in the future in a future movie that we'll watch. But yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, that movie's actually kind of decent in my eyes because of hey. Fury. Because of Fury. Okay. And Coulson. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. But... Well, we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. But yeah, a, uh, I love man when he well then the elevator they're on the elevator and. Uh, I love how like Fury uses like his stories like as a way to show you know, um and like there I have a behind the scenes fact here. Um, Jackson used some real life detail in the film. At one point, Fury tells a story about his grandfather being an uh, an elevator operator. Now it's not the point of the story, but the detail likely made its way in because of the actor playing Fury. Uh, Jackson's grandfather was an elevator operator in real life. So kind of an interesting way. I didn't even know that, of course. Why would I know that? Um, but <laughs> the one line he said, granddad loved people, but he didn't trust them very much. He was talking about how his granddad it was working and like, you know, and <laughs> a lot of people were uh, negative towards him and all that. And but he had a defense, though. 22 Magnum. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah. And we see Fury tell Cap about the Project Insight and Cap's not really happy about that and he walks off. <laughs> no, he's not. Yeah. That's... Yeah. It's hard to pick a side and, like, I know you're not supposed to, like, you know, but, like, and obviously, ultimately, Project Insight is ran by Hydra, so it's not a good thing. But, like, you understand, kind of, uh, their idea of that, you know, like how much more peaceful, yeah, the world could be if you if, had guns. If you on had, yeah, in the if sky. you could eliminate <laughs> threats before they even started. Yeah, <laughs> but like, I was reading, uh, the Civil War, two, uh, comic run, which was from 2016. So, I thought this movie kind of loaned from that, but it turned out that the comic was loaned. The idea was kind of from this movie, I guess, because in it, uh, it's basically Iron Man versus Captain Marvel. And Captain Marvel is the leader of the Ultimates and Iron Man's the leader of the Avengers. And uh, the Inhumans find this new Inhuman who can like 
see a future, not necessarily the future, but a future. And Captain Marvel starts using his ability to arrest people for things that they haven't done yet and they might not do. And Iron Man's totally against it. He's like, when you start profiling people, that's when it gets, you know, that's when you start getting into trouble because you're taking a possible future and criminalizing yeah. people for it. And so that's the whole thing. And so when watching this, I was like, that's kind of what Shield is doing here. Like they may or may not be a threat and we're going to take them out before it. And so unlike in Civil War, I do side with Captain America on this, that this is not the best idea. And this just really already we're about what, probably 20 minutes into the movie and you're already feeling, you know, the tensions rising. Like you start with tension on, on, on the Lumerian start with Natasha and everything. So pretty cool. But yeah, that scene always, the, the story makes me laugh about the grandpa and the 22 Magnum. It's like, I can see my grandpa doing that too. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. And I love, we see it again now in the present him using stories again like he the last episode of secret invasion there was a conversation in episode three i think it was i haven't seen like, episode the three character. Yet, unfortunately oh, okay. no you can well, go he had a conversation he had like an analogy of a story with his mom i yeah it was his mom mm -hmm. about like trains or something like that and like i just love how like he did that with or episode uh, two yeah was it yeah episode on, two? when yeah, it was him and two. uh yeah. bill mendelson's character i can't remember his yes. name what's the talos what's, talos talos yeah uh, talos talos i always say talos but yeah. i know i think it's talos but they're talking and he's talking about the game they play like tell me something new about yeah yeah you or something like that yeah so yeah fury is very much a storyteller <laughs> so later on rogers visits the the captain america exhibit at the smithsonian and yeah, he is also he then also visits Peggy Carter in a retirement home where she's suffering from a form of dementia. And uh, Fury discovers that the data on the USB drive that Natasha recovered from the Lumerian star is inaccessible because he put a lock on it, but he tries to override it and he can't because he yeah, it's a whole thing. Uh, <laughs> he, he runs upstairs and talks to Alexander Pierce, who was just in a meeting with the World Security Council, who I believe we talked about in Avengers are a bunch of buttholes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Fury asked Pierce to make a formal request to the council to delay Project Insight um, and because Fury has some suspicions. And uh, Pierce says he will do that if he gets Iron Man to stop by his granddaughter's birthday party. And he has to mingle, not just to fly over. Um, Steve meets up with Sam at the VA hospital and he was watching him, you know, talk during a session for the veterans with the PT with PTSD. And so, yeah, that's, yeah, we'll stop there. Yeah. I have a lot in All that, right. just that section right there. Let's get to it. Let's dive in. So, so first thing I didn't even know, <laughs> but as uh, we see, we see uh, the national air and space museum. Mm -hmm. crazy easter egg but um joss whedon was there so oh, um yeah so um the russos included whedon in their film as a cameo whedon appeared uh, just before steve rogers enters the smithsonian as the camera pans over 
the uh, Captain America exhibit, when the escalators are shown, you can make out Whedon wearing a Captain America shirt, making his way down the stairs with a child by his side. Um, the timestamp is 1823, and it's on the left escalator. So you can clearly see him. There's no one else coming down. Well, there are people behind him, but you can see him with a child. So okay. it's like clearly you can clearly see him but it's like of course from a distance so it's not like yeah he's not the only one to have a cameo either because uh russo yeah there's uh joe russo i think it is oh wait oh i have a behind the scenes fact about that too yeah he's he and then uh christopher and uh, marcus and mcfeely are in it as well as yes and russo who i think is one of their wives so pretty neat yeah so cool exhibit of cap here um he was 5'4", 95 pounds before he came a uh, became uh, Captain America, I guess. Um, that's interesting. I'm like five four and a half or five five, I guess. I don't even know. I think so I'm five four and a half, but I'm like one sixty, not ninety five pounds. So you know, <laughs> uh, you're you're, yeah. you're a bit healthier than uh, yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, yeah. Um and then we get a very intricate detail here. Um a uh Steve is watching a video of Peggy commemorating Steve for his actions and she says he saved over a thousand men including the man who would become my husband. As it turned out even after he died Steve was still changing my life. Mm-hmm. Very interesting words for the future. And in a theory that it is, there's a Captain America theory that is actually true, um, that there was always two Captain Americas. And that is true. So, you know. Yes. Um, because, okay. that. People people listening to this have seen Infinity War and Endgame, I'm assuming. So you can go ahead and if you, you have more to elaborate on that, go ahead and spoil yes. it. Um, uh, yeah, so I do have a quote. I wasn't going to spoil that, but I do have a quote from uh, Stephen Maffilly uh, about the two cap theory. Uh, so here's how we reconcile it. We think that there have always been two caps from 1945 to say now, and we just didn't know that the that's the loop, right? It's not back to the future rules. It's branch reality rules. This is not stepping on uh, a butterfly that turns the world worlds into Biff's casino. You can't after your future by going back to the past. We sort of created our own time travel rules, wherein, as the ancient one says, if you, well, that's a character we don't even know yet. Uh, if you remove an infinity stone from a timeline, and we don't even know that <laughs> much really, from a timeline that creates a branch reality, it jumps to 1948 and decided to stay. So he's younger. His younger self is on ice somewhere, and it's only two, in 2011 that there's there are technically two Steves running around to the point where, if you were to look closely at Peggy's funeral, in whoa, uh, in the next Captain America, there'd be an old man in the back named Roger Steving carrying his uh, carrying Peggy's casket, mm-hmm. and that is you can clearly see that. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, didn't want to go on that deep dive, but there it was. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, good. What people love um, about the podcast. We're thorough. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Uh, yeah. Do you have anything to mention about? I 
had some stuff about the VA's office too. I think, I don't even know when, uh, that scene where Peggy and Steve are talking and then all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, yeah. Goes, uh, she like, Steve, you're back. You came back or whatever. And yeah, always, that's, that always so gets me like, dang, like, duh. Yeah. I just, it, it actually brings tears to my eyes, but yeah. And then when the kid notices him in the museum, the, the, <laughs> yeah, like get like just mouth open and everything. It always makes me laugh. I want, that makes me laugh. And then they get me with the, the tears. So it's like lots of emotions in those five minutes of <laughs> film. Yeah. And Peggy says, it's like, it's been so, so long. It's like, that's the theme or whatever for them. They're like love yep. theme or whatever. Um, uh, it's been a long, long time. Yeah. Which um, is a great song. Listen to it if you have the chance. So I have two more behind the scenes facts and then we can like move on. All right. Um, so one person's cameo was spoiled by an actor, not in the movie. Uh, Stanley Tucci, uh, who played Dr. Erskine in that in the previous film, said mm-hmm. Atwell would indeed be in the Winter Soldier, which is an ad because uh, odd, which is odd because Tucci's Erskine is not actually in the Winter Soldier. <laughs> Atwell does appear, but as a 96 year old uh, and not in a fat flashback. Initially, the directors tried to use prosthetics and makeup, but unhappy with the look, they opted for CGI aging. Mm-hmm. And I thought it looked pretty good. So I don't know. Like It, it, it does it look like, good. It, Sorry. But it's still there. Yeah. Around the lips, you can when she's like talking, you can see it. Yeah, it's a bit rough. But I, I always thought it was prosthetics. Like before this last rewatch, I never saw anything wrong with it. But then I went in knowing it was CGI, so you can kind of. It's yeah, when you know what to look for, or if you know what it is, it's kind of so kind of rough. Yeah, yeah. And then I just a side note here. I like these cuts where we hear voices before we see like the next setting. I think it's like pretty cool. An example, here's like a shot of like the a Fury. Uh, we see a shot of Fury like in the elevator. And then we cut to the character uh, Garcia, uh, the woman talking about her war experience. And we cut to Steve walking in on where Sam was working. And that's my next a uh, behind the scenes fact. Um, there's a scene where we meet uh, Garcia, a former member of the United States Army. Uh, it was a minor role, but uh, fans of the film should know the scene we're talking about. Well, the actress who portrayed Garcia is Angela Russo Astat, the director's sister. This oh, okay. wasn't the first time she'd worked with her brothers either. Russo uh, doesn't really focus a um, on the acting side of things and spends more time as a story editor and writer for TV, she's worked on the likes of uh, The Shield, LAX, and V. Um, and yeah, I guess the, the internet, uh, not internet, entertainment runs in her bloodline. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I had no idea she was related to the Russos. So <laughs> neither did I, but another, another cameo. Yeah. I didn't yes. Even... <laughs> yeah. So we get the next amazing scene here. <laughs> Yes, let's jump into it. So after the uh, we see Steve with Sam at the VA, uh, Fury is leaving the Triskelion and is en route to meet with Maria Hill uh, because she wants four hours and Fury gets gives her three because it's important. <clears throat> but Fury is attacked by assassins 
impersonating policemen and uh he gets away uh, a great fight scene breaks out where you know there's like yeah and fury sass with his cars hilarious but as uh fury's driving away uh a masked man shoots a disc grenade apparently under fury's car and it flips and uh he uses a high-tech like super laser thing <laughs> to cut through <laughs> the uh the car as well as the road and escapes through the sewers and so a great great action scene here with the police well who we think <laughs> assassins yeah kinda. that's uh, what it says in the <laughs> in breakdown the yeah yeah oh by the way we get our breakdowns used to get them from imdb but now i find that marvel wiki has a lot more detail than a bit better yeah. breakdown yeah than, well yeah so. the last one we had for the dark world the is a bit off didn't yeah. really it was a bit off this one i i'm using imbd for this one and it oh, was okay. pretty accurate there's I got some it off. stuff out near the yeah. end yeah, I got it off Wiki, the the Marvel Wiki, and there was yeah. there was only one part that I noticed because I was actually following along with it while watching the movie. There was yeah. only one part yeah. that was slightly off, so I fixed it, and so I think we should be good. Yeah, but uh, okay. yeah, but yeah. So there after the fight scene with the cops and such, so cool. I don't know. How about, how would you go first here? How about you? you I've been talking. Okay. No, I I really I don't have a lot to talk about. I just love this whole scene is just. A blast like the way also fury kind of respect the cops man like yes your shield but <laughs> the police officers like what does he say like he looks over uh, at least uh want to see my lease or something like that want to see my lease yeah like dude never a good idea to antagonize or yeah antagonize the cops but you know what it's okay he's nick fury he can he's allowed i guess um the one thing i will say <clears throat> The 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 shot where you, it's like just through Fury's windshield, and it's like focusing on the cracked glass, and then it focuses on the Winter Soldier walking down the like walking towards him. I love that shot. Probably one of the best shots in the movie. So creepy. Yeah, and the music, the the Winter Soldier music, just yeah, it goes hard. Um. Also, the quote. When Fury's asking him to contact Hill and the car's like communication array damaged or whatever. Yeah, what's not goes, damaged? What's not damaged? And the air, air conditioning is fully functional. <laughs> and there's like windows busted and there's no need. Yeah. For I, just, I think that's still gives me a big laugh to this day. Also, the power of that laser to cut through the road. Get out of town. That's that's crazy. That's yeah. one bad butt laser, man. But yeah, that's Probably all I, invented- have. I don't have. Probably invented, probably invented by uh, <laughs> Tony, Sorry. to be honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but dude, that Fury with pulling out that minigun, like after, turret, yeah, yeah, that was, ah, that was so cool. Like just firing. There's, there's so many guns in this movie. <laughs> yes, know. this it's like a lot of combat here. This movie is probably the best action scenes, like has the best action scenes in the MCU. To be perfectly honest, yeah. in my opinion. Probably, yeah. Like, yeah. at least outside of... Like, there's minimal... Like, there's not a lot of CGI land stuff, no. you know? Yeah. It's a lot of real places. Of course, yep. the gunfire is, like... Yeah. Uh, like, you know, the sounds are in aftermath, you know? And it's, it's not a lot actual of, guns. It's <laughs> but, a lot of street-level fighting, which I think is... Yeah, street-level, yeah. Great. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, it it was. And I heard this was like I remember like around the time this movie was coming out, like like this is when I heard like they filmed a lot of their movies like in Atlanta and like they filmed mm-hmm. this scene in, like in Atlanta. So like it kind of looked like they had the look in like all of the cars, you know, and that was like like I was like, that's so weird. Like how they made it look. Of course, it's not. It doesn't look like D.C. because it's not like, yeah. actual D.C., but. You know, they had to use a lot of space there. So, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was like pretty cool how they that's where did the car chase. So it's it's weird to me because like when you think Hollywood, you think, oh, they film everything in California. But actually, it's a lot of British Columbia, Vancouver area, yeah, and a yeah. lot of Georgia, like or yeah. Atlanta. Like, yeah, that's where they film a lot of stuff, which is so weird. Yeah. Like, not just Marvel, but like Hollywood in general. Anyway, yeah. I think they'd probably just have a lot of space there. I don't even probably. Know. They just, I don't know. I'm not sure. It's just weird because you think, yeah, you film in California. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> this that scene, ten out of yes. ten. Great job. Uh, but Rogers arrives at his apartment and he talks with his neighbor, the nurse. Yes. His name we don't know yet. I don't think. Uh, nope. But she lets him know. Well. First, he tries to flirt and says, if you want to use my washing machine, it's probably cheaper than the one downstairs. And she says that she just finished uh, a shift in the infectious disease ward. And he says, I'll keep my space. And she goes, hopefully not too far. Wink, wink. Ooh, ooh. Anyway, uh, <laughs> oh. she lets him know that his stereo is still on, but he doesn't remember leaving the stereo on. And so he sneaks through the window. And finds an injured Nick Fury sitting in his chair in the dark. He tells Rogers that his wife kicked him out while communicating through written text on his phone that his story is a misdirection because there are ears everywhere. Yes. Fury tells Rogers that S.H.I.E.L.D. has been compromised and uh, he gets shot in the back multiple times from an assassin who we find out is the one who tried to blow him up on the street earlier. Uh, Fury gives the USB drive to Rogers. And utters the words, trust no one before falling unconscious. Roger smashes. Oh, the neighbor, Agent 13, smashes yeah. through the door and says that she had been assigned to keep an eye on Steve by Nick. And then Nick Fury pursues the assassin as he jumps through the window and jumps through, yeah. Yeah. Smashes through the door. Pursues. The yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. Just pursues. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yes. Uh, he throws a shield at the masked man on top of the roof next to the apartment building, but is surprised when the man is able to catch the shield with his cyber kinetic arm and throw it back before jumping off the building and disappearing into the night. And that's what ah. we're talking You know, okay, I keep saying this is probably my favorite scene in the movie, but this is probably my favorite scene in the movie. <laughs> like, Bro, as he like runs through... Uh... <clears throat> that's so cool like the dent, loved, wall dent <laughs> exactly what i was gonna say i always yeah. love when he's like running and has to turn real quick and just like bangs into the wall and just leaves that giant hole i have done that myself <laughs> from time to time but never with a shield or in the pursuit of an assess yeah but yeah mm. uh, we hear we hear nick has a wife too so that's gonna yeah, which yeah. Anyway, watch, watch Secret Invasion if you haven't. Yet. Yeah. Watch. Yeah. If you haven't yet. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, the uh, this whole scene is just 
so fun. I just have a lot of dangs written down next to the, the, <laughs> cause like when I was, when I was watching this, it was like 10 o'clock at night and I was in my room by myself. And when fury gets shot, like this time I like jumped out. I was like, Oh, I kind of like, I didn't forget that fury got shot, but like, I wasn't expecting it at that moment. You know, it always catches me off guard, which I think is, which is good. You know, like you love when a movie can do that. I love how, like, as Fury is, like, finding out stuff about, like, of course, Cap didn't agree with pro the project yet, but then as Fury is starting to find things out, and he's like, uh, I don't know about anything, and then, like, he has that encounter with everyone, the street chase, and then, like, it's like, okay, something's wrong here, and, like, you just see the worried tones throughout. I really love, like, a um, Sam Jackson's a uh, act, like, visual acting like his face mm -hmm. here like you can see he's worried and then like we hear the line like don't trust anyone from him as he's yes. dying dying quotes um <laughs> what do you mean um what do you mean <laughs> yeah what do you mean uh you mean? but yeah yeah just just um just a lot of mystery here still and then we see the uh the soldier again Yes. catch caps shield which we like don't you know we're talking about shield. earlier yeah. yeah and then he throws it back and steve's just like what in the world <laughs> who no can do that done that before <laughs> yeah i have actually another behind the scenes fact here too and then we could probably move on i don't know but seven actresses were in the running role for a uh this neighbor agent 13 <laughs> yes <laughs> Agent 13. Yes. Throughout a pre-production, names such as Anna Kendrick, uh, Felicity Jones, and Amelia Clark, who's actually huh. just recently came to the MCU, yes. were a uh, banded a, 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 about for an unnamed lead female role. Well, there's only one notable a new female in the Renner Soldier, and that's Agent 13. Yes. Uh, as such, we assume Emily Van Camp is the one that ended up with the world and all those women were considered for. Now, I don't know, like, I know Amelia Clark now, like, I know she's been in some recently, a big actor, kind of. Um, and F Felicity Jones, I know she, she's done a few things. Not really. She sure. was in, she was in Rogue One. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. That's the one so. she's yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. That would have been cool, kind of. I don't know. She would have kind of fit the world, maybe. She would she's kind have. of like mysterious. She's kind of mysterious. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. <You> know? <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think they picked the right person. If you ask me, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know who she was before this movie. So Emily Van Camp. No, I, I haven't really seen her in a lot of things either. Me neither. I don't think. I don't. So. Yeah. But that's interesting. I'm glad Anna Kendrick didn't get the role. I like her, but like, I don't know. She just doesn't fit the spy rule, I don't think. <laughs> so, but yeah. yeah, Fury is taken to a hospital in critical condition and his heart just stops during surgery. The doctors fail to revive him. Um, Maria Hill takes his body and Romlo tells Rogers that he's wanted at the Triskelion for an urgent meeting. Uh, Natasha shows up here at some time too and yeah. asks yeah. Steve what Fury was doing in his apartment. Fury, uh, Steve says he doesn't know. Oh, and Fury, and not Fury, uh, Cap has the, the the drive that Nick got. Yes. We didn't mention that, but yes. Yeah. 
and then Rogers hides the USB in the vending machine behind. Yes. Yes. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> which is the best kind of bubble gum. If you're going to get any in my humble opinion. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, that's where, um, is this where Natasha tells Rogers that he sucks at lying? Basically, you're a terrible liar. Is this where it is? Because he um, in my apartment. Or is that later? I think that's later. Yeah, later. Okay. The other part in the hospital. Yeah. Later. When he goes back for the USB. Yes. Yes. All right. So we'll stop there before we head back to the Triskelion. Yeah. You really think? You really think? He's dead here. Like, yes, you really yeah, think you, you, you really think like the, the actors mean, played it so well. The EKG never yeah, lies. EKG. <laughs> um, but you do see a doctor uh, pull a shot, put a shot in him. So you do see that. So we're the, um, on, we're the, on the on the left side, on, on the uh, on the on the left side. Yeah. The one the doc, the doctor, Joe Russo. Well. He probably didn't look like Joe Riso, but you know, he the doctor put a shot in him right before like they covered him up, like you know, okay. Okay. on the left yeah. side. So you see that, you see that. So okay. okay. Um but yeah. Uh I don't know. Yeah. I don't really have a preference for uh bubble gum, so I, I just have extra, so I don't know. <laughs> that makes sense. You seem like an extra kind of guy. <laughs> Not that that's bad or anything, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I I never I never like ate gum when I was younger. I I, I just had candy, so I don't even know. Yeah. I was not uh, really like. Yeah, I can't eat. I can't do gum much anymore because my jaw. I have like TMJ, and so it'll like catch if I chew, use my jaw too much. So, but that's the go-to bubble gum. Like just straight bubble gum, nothing mint or anything. Anyway, uh, <laughs> back to the movie. When uh, Natasha yes. shows up to the hospital, that always. That always gets me a little bit because she's like, that's like her, Fury's her closest friend ever and like basically yeah. a father figure to her. And now he's dying or so she thinks. And so it's pretty, it's pretty sad. But yeah, we move on and back at the Triskelion. Uh, Captain America is questioned by Pierce asking what Fury was doing in his apartment. Roger says he doesn't know. Um, and Pierce basically tells him to trust or no Fury tells no wait what the heck Fury 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 is dead Fury's dead Fury's dead what do you so, mean <laughs> <laughs> Pierce Pierce is like probing Rogers and Steve yes. doesn't say anything to him about anything uh, Fury just told him that he tells Pierce that Fury told him to trust nobody yes and uh, he leaves <laughs> uh pierce and he wants to go like i think he goes tries to go back to the hospital get the well he's leaving he's leaving and uh in the elevator rogers is joined by brock rumlow and some strike guys and uh other people and he soon realizes that they are there to capture him um he fights out the attackers and successfully knocks them all out he then jumps out of the elevator to avoid being arrested lands like in like the main lobby area and he drives away and gets out of there. And then Pierce basically labels him as an outlaw and a fugitive from S.H.I.E.L.D., um, saying that he withheld information about Fury's death. And that's what we're stopped. Yeah. So we cut to the Triskelion. 
try scale it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, that conversation between Pierce, this first interaction between Pierce and Cap, um, Pierce just like trying to like figure out like why was Fury in your apartment? Mm-hmm. Like, and I like how Na- Natasha asks him that like for like first at the hospital, and then here again like people trying to figure out the mystery of him and of course with reason like with reason and also like kind of suspicious like a uh, for a um for his character a uh, blanked on the name uh robert refford's character pierce uh, pierce, pierce yeah pierce yeah. pierce with reason he wanted to know and also like he's a leader of yeah. Yes, Hydra. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but I really loved his acting here. Like, like I said earlier, he's so manipulative and like a. Uh, it's just so crazy. Like, and even like when Cap leaves, like he catches his breath in like the um elevator, and it's just like so. I don't know. It was very like, uh, like I said, manipulative as I said, say it again. Yep. Um, and man, that scene, oh, iconic scene here in the elevator uh, as a, a few guys come in, Rumlo, and then a few more guys come in for like a few more agents. Like Cap looks away to, uh, from Rum, like Rumlo apologizes for what happened to Fury. Then like Cap looks away and sees like a suited person like sweating like in a, yep. on his like brow. And then like more people come in and then his iconic line before we get started, does anyone want to get out? And then yes. like freaking sick fight, like with the like even like with the magnetic things, like I don't even know, like him pulling it out yep. of the wall. Like it's just so cool. Like, I don't know. It's uh, it's so unprecedented. Like we've never had anything like this in the end. Like it's so small. Yeah. But yeah, it's so awesome. Like there's like the at least like 10 people, 10, 10, like 10 people in there with him. And, like, I don't even and know. And the like, big guys, like the strike yeah, yeah. guys, like, golly. It's so, I wonder even like how they filmed that. Like, of course, like it was probably like set up like a CGI stage or whatever. And they had probably, like, I don't know, the, like a um whole, I don't know, elevator in a, like on a thing, you know, yeah. I, I'm not sure. Me neither. But uh, it was insane how he took everyone out. And then, like, the flip uh, of, like, uh, getting his, like, shield back up uh, off the ground. Just so cool. And taking out the Quinjet with the music bumping again. Just insane. So I love the, uh, the, uh, where Rumlow goes, this isn't personal, Cap, or whatever. And then after he takes him out and he's just like, and it kind of feels personal and then does the shield thing to his where he steps on it. But yeah. Yeah. Also, when he walks, is he walking out of Pierce's office or walking into it? And he passes Agent 13. Walking, she just goes, in. walking in and she goes, Captain Rogers. And he just goes, neighbor, like so cold and so irritated. <laughs> yeah. So funny. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Oh, forgot to mention, like Pierce gives him like kind of like hints that fury was the one behind hiring the pirates 
Yes, yes. We, yeah, we forgot. To and they that. never go back to that. Like, did Fury actually do it or did they set him up? Like, that's what I've heard. And I was like, did they set um, Fury up or did Fury actually hire the pirates to get the info back? Like, I don't think they ever revisit that. Originally, I thought a, um, it was Fury, but I feel like they just set it up. I'm that's what I sure thought too, but I wasn't, I wasn't sure. Yeah. So. Something. Should we look that up? I don't know. I don't know either. Not sure. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Rogers arrives at the hospital where he notices that the USB drive has been taken. Romanoff appears behind him, uh, popping a bubble gum, and it reveals and reveals that she has taken it. And Steve gets angry again. She tells him that she knows who the assassin was and that and she mentions that it was the winter soldier. And she has encountered him once before where he shot one of her, like someone she was assigned to protect through her. And she has a scar. Bye-bye bikinis. Um, uh, she decides to follow Rogers uh, off to like read the USB drive at an Apple store. But before we go there, we have another World Security Council scene. And uh, I don't remember exactly what they talk about, but. It's a council. He defends. He like he defends Fury as like a martyr. Oh yes. And he wants to keep like the project down, and then the council like already discussed it, and they decided to reactivate. Yes. Thank you. Insight immediately. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the one that was out of place. But uh, they go to the Apple Store. uh, Steve and Natasha do, and they access the information. Uh. They find they were able to trace where the program comes from, which is in New Jersey. And uh, Aaron shows up and says that they need any help to contact him and that they pretend to be fiancés <laughs> going to New Jersey for their honeymoon. Um, and uh, they Rumlow arrives at the mall with yes. his strike team and uh, Natasha and Steve are able to get out not being noticed so we'll stop there so yeah we go back to the hospital and we hear that natasha had an encounter with this mercenary uh and that he actually shot her um and like she gives the drive back and she pulls out like the question of like, why did Fury give it to you? Like again, like, you know, and it's just that cycles again. And, uh, we, we already talked, we talked about that piercing and we see the, them at the mall. And, uh, I like how they, when we go to the mall, it's just like first, first rule of going on the run is don't run walk. And, that like good advice from that and then like of course like then like cap i think it's before or after like cap was like uh like like there's two people like in front there's two people back like <laughs> he's like assessing the situation yes. and then like, it was just so funny like their differences between them like how they assess everything um and man i wonder how much like it took them to like get the apple promo in their like apple store i don't even know like you know yeah so many money it was worth yeah they're using uh, this this movie. They're using Chevy as the car brand, and then now yep. we also have them in a Mac store. Um, and <laughs> we meet Aaron. Probably, 
I don't know. Uh, I love Aaron. I like the I feel like he would be an underrated character, like the most prominent yeah. one for this movie, or, I guess. Or the or, computer tech or, who refuses to launch Project Insight. I guess I so, know. but he isn't it isn't like a person, so I don't know. True. I, don't I know. love the line that Aaron gives like if you guys need anything, I've been Aaron. <laughs> yeah, I've been Aaron. <laughs> it's so realistic like those there are people like that you know yeah or like if you need anything i'm right over there my name's this it's like okay bye i'm trying to like <laughs> hack a high tech usb drive thing <laughs> and we do yeah. get the the scene that everyone loves where steve and nat kiss on the elevator it's like Whoa. yeah oh yeah also the line you meant you mentioned the don't don't run walk and yeah. then he goes, if I run in these shoes, they're going to fall off. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. That line is so great. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. They uh, yeah. borrow a truck and they drive off to borrow. <laughs> they borrow. Yeah, they're going to return it. That's what Steve yeah, says. Yeah, like, yeah, off yeah. the dash. Um, when they arrive, Rogers realizes they're at Camp Lehigh, where he was trained and basically made uh, during World War II. They find a secret storage room full of old computers inside an early shield office. Uh, there they find a modern looking USB slot where they put the USB in. Uh, Nat makes a matrix joke. I think it's ma- it's matrix, right? Do you want to play? <laughs> do, do you want to play a game? <laughs> and Steve just goes, I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, the computers <laughs> power up and someone starts talking to them that somebody is Arnim Zola, who tells them that shield recruited him after World War II and that they helped and that he helped to rebuild Hydra inside S.H.I.E.L.D. However, in the 1970s, when he received the news that his body was dying and S.H.I.E.L.D. still needed his help, that he had his mind transferred into computers where he has been working on the algorithm that Hydra wanted. He told tells Rogers and Romanoff that some of the deaths of the S.H.I.E.L.D. leaders had been due to Hydra while showing them pictures of Howard Stark and Fury, implying that Stark's death was not an accident, He which... We'll get to later. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was also involved in the Winter Soldier program. Uh, but before Rogers and Romanoff can get any more information, S.H.I.E.L.D. blows up the bunker with a missile. But Steve and Natasha escape uh, alive. But yeah, um, Pierce then turns out to be working with the masked man <clears throat> after we move from the bunker to Pierce's home. Uh, and the house the maid renata comes back in hearing them talking about Oof. him needing confirmed death in 72 hours and uh pierce just mows her down right there yeah <laughs> for lack of a better word such a freaky scene that that part always gives me i'm like oh yeah that dang. all <laughs> that's tough but uh yeah we'll stop there we'll talk about it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so we get a lot of exposition here um, mm-hmm. as a, uh, we go to New Jersey to ca- uh, Cap's old stomping grounds. Uh, I love the conversation in the car. Like, where did Captain America learn to, how to steal the car? And, like, from that, like, Nat, it was just hilarious. And he, like, some point in there, he says, like, I'm 95. I'm not dead. Like, in Cap, like, <laughs> it's so it's yep. hilarious. Um, and... Like, I love when they get to the back room, like the old S.H.I.E.L.D. office, like we see like picture frames of like Howard and Peggy 
And then yep. she like asks like who's the girl and like Cap does not say anything and <laughs> like just Moves walks on. along. Um just yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, and like you said earlier, love that line from Natasha. That was hilarious. That one that one always cracks me up. Shall, Shall we, we play, play a game? <laughs> Which um, I've never seen that movie. Have you? Uh no, I have not. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just want to make sure that I'm not, you know. Missing <laughs> out on anything. If you know, like let me know and I'll watch it. Yeah, and then we get uh <laughs> hey, yeah, we could do that for a room. Um, but we get a lot from Zola here. Um, composition for uh, exposition from uh, Zola. And yes. I love that the one shot from Howard, like the newspaper saying Howard's death, and you were talking about like we'll get to it later, and like we see that in a future movie too. Um how he died spoiler alert um but yeah K- um cap is kind of mad and we hear that hydra is a uh, has taken over shield and i wish i had more on that i was going to go with a deep dive and like have a behind the scenes fact with um a lot of different hydra stuff like connected to the mcu and like how shield comes in here like the show shield and all that yeah but i do have a character i do have a behind the scenes fact for zola's character characterization um about him because it changed numerous times okay so uh when we saw him in the computer in captain america Winter soldier many people were spot or surprised marvel studios went in this direction that scene was a big problem, actually, that the final draft was of what Zola said. It may be changed 30 or 40 times. Uh, you're in this grounded espionage, paranoid thriller, and then suddenly the movie uh, screeches to a halt and you switch jo- gears uh, really quickly with this ghost in the machine, Joe Riso told Empire. So that's like a lot of a lot of people here like didn't really like prefer this like liked this i guess and this is like a big i guess complaint i didn't really know it at the time but i know it now like a lot of people didn't really like like this part at least like how they explained it you know so i don't even know that's tough man i love this scene at least you know like i don't know i love that so like i don't know if how much you know about the comics but arnim zola is the Captain America bad guy. And he's basically a robot with like a computer head. Like that's what he is. And they made the computer screen that he's on originally before Cap shatters it to look just like the head of Zola in the comics, which I think is, is really fun. Like they make it a bit more realistic. Obviously he's not walking around, but like (laughs) the, the screen that he's on looks like the head. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. when Steve like punches the 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 monitor and he like jumps, it's kind of like you know like how Hydra like cut off one head, another will come up. Yeah, or, like kind of that same vein, which I thought was pretty, <laughs> pretty neat. Yeah, but yeah, um, I hope they find a way to bring Zola back because I think he'd be a pretty neat bad guy for Sam Wilson's Captain America to deal with. You know. Yeah, that would be insane if, like, I don't know, just a computer. He's an AI or something, you know? Yeah, like it could happen, like you know, with everything going on in our as yeah. 
like country right now as in the current yeah. state of our <laughs> lives it yeah. could happen it you could happen know. yeah ai or AI even like this big thing right now so <laughs> kind of like ultron you know like where he's just yes out there yeah. waiting to find another body to that would be days. insane like, ultron's not far from dead like yeah he's still out there i'm almost 100 sure i hope so because of course people wouldn't like necessarily love it because like they did it already with ultron but it would be yeah. still a cool concept so i don't know, you know. yeah yeah, like it doesn't even have to be Avengers. It can be like, you know, Captain yeah. America or like, yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know, like a Winter Soldier thing. Like Bucky's still around. Bucky can track down. Yeah, but yeah, and um, then that scene with Pearson, uh, Winter Soldier. <laughs> As a kid, I was so freaked out about like Valid. that scene. I was like, ah, uh, uh. yeah. <laughs> but right. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Uh, but yeah, uh, Pierce does tell him he wants for him to track down Steve and yeah, kill him uh, within 72 hours. So Rogers and Romanoff, they survive the explosion and they seek refuge by showing up at Sam Wilson's doorstep. Wilson tells him that the, he can offer, you know, assistance. At, like he can help him track down. He, he's got their back, basically. And so they uh, they track down the flight suit, the Falcon flight suit that which I love that shot where they throw down the the folder and it just says Falcon on it. I just yeah. think that's pretty cool. Uh, uh, Steve and Natasha and Sam then head off to Washington D.C. to capture Jasper Sitwell, who's just finished a meeting with Senator Stern, who are both working with Hydra, and then Wilson ah. calls Sitwell. And uh, he forces him on the roof, up to the roof of a tall building. And uh, Steve and Natasha show up to get information from Sitwell about Zola's algorithm. Natasha pushes him off a building. (laughs) And then Falcon flies up. And that's where we get the first shot of the Falcon suit, which doled down for realism in air quotes because the real Falcon suit is like, red which is dope but um sitwell then tells them that the hydra is going to use project insight as a weapon to eliminate what they view as threats against hydra themselves mentioning tony stark bruce banner stephen strange and multiple other people and this would mean that millions of innocent people would die and so we'll stop there uh, before they head off towards the triskelion once again um yeah this whole scene is really fun. I think these scenes. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Nat, Nat Sorry, Cap at like Sam's home. Like mm-hmm. she like is now like realizing like um everything and like she was like helping Hydra all along. You know, I don't even know. You know, realizing how like that's had like affected her. Mm-hmm. And like we see that Cap would like trust her to do it if like it was the other way around. The you protector, know? yeah. Yeah, protect. Um <clears throat> and then like Sam asks like if they eat, you know, like that he has breakfast. I made breakfast and, like, if you eat yeah, that sort of thing. <laughs> I was like, Yeah, we've never we ha- we've hardly seen like do heroes ever eat. We've seen Iron Man eat donuts, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, donuts. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I don't know. While sitting in a donut. Yeah, while sitting in a donut. So we know that. <laughs> oh, wait. And we've seen Thor eat too. What am I saying? He had like yeah, breakfast. At the, pancakes, the show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah, drinks so, coffee. Yeah. So 
Oh, and uh, Tony Stark eats strawberries too. Remember, he picks them up off the side of the road for Pepper and Iron Man too. Oh wait, yeah, yeah, and we see shawarma too when they eat shawarma. Shawarma, so. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't think Cap has ever eaten really. Yeah. Natasha I, eats a peanut yeah. butter sandwich in uh, in Endgame, which I mean, well, flash yeah, forward, but flash forward, yeah. I guess. But yeah, I'm trying to think of cases where superheroes eat. They drink a lot, though. So they do. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, <laughs> I love. So, sorry. Continue. Um, I have a behind the scenes fact for uh, Senator Stern. So it was okay. one actor's last role in his life. Gary Shandling returned in to his role of Senator Stern, which he first played in Iron Man 2. Now Shandling had not done a, a lot of acting in the 2010s but he was a comedy legend and this role was unfortunately his last role to come out a um while he was still alive it was it is also his last live action uh, role shanlin uh, provided a voice in the jungle book which came out uh posthumously for shanlin so yeah 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 that was his last role as a um an actor that's crazy like wow but yeah he's such a i know him from uh over the hedge the dis uh, the dreamworks yeah. movie which i have not seen that movie i i need to i just got a huge collection of dreamworks movies say, dude i saw I that on got, your b-roll i was like I'm yeah just, dang. <laughs> i just got a huge collection so i'm gonna watch the ones i haven't seen so yeah <laughs> anyways <Good>. yeah <laughs> that's good but yeah um, Oh, we hear Stephen Strange for the first time, too. Yes. Yeah. A nice nod, which will come out. It's 2016 that Doctor Strange comes out, right? Yeah. So two years from now in yeah. our in our MCU. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's I think you were I think you were you were going to say something before I did the behind the scenes back. So I don't even know, like. Uh, no, I think you covered what I was going to say. So, okay. Oh, okay. But also okay. the line when they show up at Sam's house that everyone we know is trying to kill us. Yeah. I just think that's funny. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so the three, the, the trio, uh, Sam, Steve, and Natasha head back towards the Triscallion where they are attacked. Oh, and they also have uh, Jasper Sitwell with them. Yes. In the car. Are you crazy? That is a terrible idea. Talking about the plane. Their plane. Yep. <laughs> they're going, they're going to, they're going to head out to uh, the, the Triskelion, but they are attacked by the Winter Soldier and his men. Oh. Battle breaks out, which is a great entry where they just get the hand through the roof and they yank out. Through so, the window, I think. I think it was the window. The window. I don't know. Somehow. I think they like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is the window. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. But Sitwell's dead. Uh, <laughs> a battle breaks out. As Captain America and the Winter Soldier fight, um, at, well, first, Captain America grabs Natasha and Sam, and they knock out the door, and they go skittering across the the highway. And then the fight breaks out. The Winter Soldier's mask is torn off, revealing himself as Bucky. Um, Rogers thought he was killed during World War II, and he is not. Uh, Roger, uh, Steve calls out to him. He goes, Bucky. And Bucky just goes, who the heck is Bucky? And uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. shows up, and they are all in custody. But while they're in the back of the prison van, Natasha gets shot by yes. the Winter Soldier. 
So she's bleeding out and Sam's saying she needs some, you know, some medical attention. Uh, But one of the guards decides to stun the other one and knock out, knock him out. And it turns out to be Maria Hill. Then she uses the same thing to cut that fury used to cut open a hole in the bottom of the van and they escape. Um, And yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's what we're stopping. We'll stop there. I was trying to crazy, think move on crazy action scene here on the bridge and then yes. into the into Lots happens. the town. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, a lot of a lot does happen on the bridge. Yeah. Uh, do that missile like the the rocket that launcher launch, whatever, launches the, Steve into the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Also, the <laughs> the machine gun that uh, that one guy has. Yeah. yeah. The sound, this the freaking sound, at like as like you hear of like the sh- shield hitting, like you know, the bullets yes. hitting the shield. So cool. I don't even know why, but it's no, pretty I, cool. <laughs> I love it, and I love how Steve like uses his shield, takes the the machine gun, and like shoots down the other bad guys with the machine gun deflecting yeah. bullets off the shield. I don't yeah. even know if that's like realistic. Would that actually happen? <laughs> But also, know. the shield would probably be dead by now because vibranium is not a real metal. But yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it's vibranium, so we don't. Even, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I just think that's really cool. Um, but yeah, yeah, Sam, just like being Sam, like he has yeah. no reason to be here except that he wants to hang out with Captain America. He wants to help Captain <laughs> yeah. America. He didn't need to get arrested, but he did because he loves Captain America. But yeah, I think that's cool. Also, Natasha using the the cell phone. She records herself and then uses it as a decoy. Someone's car gets yeah. blown because of it. But you know what? The decoy. Decoy. Also, then, uh, sorry. Continue. The, you go. Then the fight. Then the fight between Cap and Winter Soldier. It's like it's short. It's kind of short, kind of not, but it's insane. With the knife and ah, that scene is so cool. So just I don't like, know. Photography is like just insane. Yes. So just do you remember the, the line from Captain America where Dr. Erskine goes, Hydra's not going to attack you with a pocket knife? Maybe. Do you remember probably, that? Uh, but yeah. He, it, he it, says it, that. And then in this yeah. film, like Bucky <laughs> uses a knife Bucky, and he's yeah, Hydra. I, I don't know. I just think that's funny. <laughs> I've seen that online before. I'm like, that's pretty funny. It's true though. That's That's funny. But yeah, yeah, it's the whole bridge fight scene is really is really dope. But uh, I like how how they use Natasha's electricity thing. Like they just kind of slowly bring it up. Like that's a big thing in the comics is her. That's how like she fights and everything. And so bringing that because in the first Avengers, she doesn't really use it. I believe she uses it a bit in Iron Man 2. In Avengers, she doesn't really. And then in this one, she's got the little discs that she uses to shut down Bucky's arm. And then moving forward, she gets like, you know, the batons with everything. And so, but this little thing. Yeah. I have facts. Sorry. You you go. No, I have two behind the scenes facts. So you you keep going. So, and in the back of the van where like once they get captured and Steve goes, I'm sorry, like I messed up. Like, and I love how she, or with, He's like blaming himself and then Nat goes, it's not your fault, Steve. Like she immediately knew that Steve was going to start blaming himself for it. And I just thought that was pretty good character development and shows how close they are. And also when they capture Captain America 
and they were like just gonna execute him right there on the spot and he goes not here not here like yeah not here and in the in the 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 plot synopsis that i have uh-huh. it says they were gonna take him to a remote location and execute them and bury them bury them in un- unmarked graves I don't, I don't know. know how they get that, but like maybe maybe it's in the script. Maybe it's like it might be you in the know, script. It, it, I think because you know, there's like subtext in the script, you know. So yeah, know. but also like I know that like because when they I don't get know if they, they, find I don't... they escaped, he goes three yeah. three holes start digging now. So like they were gonna kill him and bury him, but like yeah, the unmarked grave part. It's like okay, yeah, that's, I don't know into it a little bit, but I mean I it's just a hole in the ground. <laughs> So yeah, I have two behind the scenes facts here. So of course, a um the film used minimal CGI. There was some, of course, yeah, with uh, with a uh, uh Sam. But yep. one of the reasons for the film's uh, success and appeal was how it didn't really rely too heavily on special effects. The Russos chose to go an old school route and show off some good old fashioned action sequences. The Russos. What they did that was so great was they wanted to stay with live action, which is a dying art form, Anthony Mackie said to MTV. If they can build it, they build it. And if we could do it, we did it. They wanted to do as little CGI as possible. And that's why the movie looked so great. Mm -hmm. That isn't to say that the movie is absent of all visual effects and because that would be a straight up lie. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah and i just wanted to implement that in there in the action sequences yeah on like the bridge and all that you know yeah so, so i don't know i don't know if you have town. sorry what yeah. i don't know if you have this behind the scenes fact but natasha or scarlett johansson was pregnant during the filming of this movie i knew that i knew that I didn't know I if you had it, have so it. I haven't been. I didn't have that, okay. but I knew that. So, so yeah. a lot of her action sequences is not her. And if you notice, like they always shoot her from like behind or, behind or like know. chest up. It's like there's not much belly, but she was pregnant. And so like when you yeah. see the action, it's probably usually a stunt double because you can't do like she was like very, you can't do stuff when you're like pregnant. So, but yeah. Yeah. I also so, have. Another one about Sebastian Stan. Okay. How he put his effort into the movie. So though Stan Stan only found out that the subtitle for the film was The Winter Soldier from a friend who attended Comic-Con and heard the news, the actor was quick to delve into preparing for his art part. AM. In addition to researching the Cold World, the KGB, and brainwashing extensively, he also would go around on set practicing with a plastic knife to not need a stuntman to do his own fight scenes. So, you know, he practiced yeah. pretty well with the, with a knife. And yeah. I even saw like behind the scenes, like extras and all that, like back in the day. And like now, of course, when I like went through the Marvel stuff uh, during COVID of like him, like practicing with a knife. And it was like pretty cool how to, how he like did all of his moves, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> like, Anyways. There's yeah. a lot of, cool stuff that can be done with like a knife like and like there's one scene where he's like fighting and steve like grabs his arm and so he drops it to like his other hand and like starts fighting with his left yeah. hand or something it's yeah. there's lots of cool stuff with that so but yeah. yeah scene 14 or what i call scene 14 i don't know what scene it is but 
<laughs> section 14 later uh after you know they escape and everything oh no that's not true fury, like, yeah i'm sorry yeah he, he'll take them to a secret facility yeah, where yeah. fury is resting <gasps> uh, the director he didn't die guys fury, fury still alive although severely injured fury had taken an anti-stress serum developed by bruce banner name drop uh that lowered his heartbeat to only one beat per minute so that it would appear he was dead Hill and Fury tell them that pro- them being Sam and Natasha and Cap, uh, that Project Insight is only hours away from being launched and that they have to act quickly to stop it. The helicarriers would reach 3,000 feet, connecting to the Insight satellites and zero in on all their targets before firing. The only way to prevent this was to use you know, the three chips that would take away S.H.I.E.L.D.'s control over the helicarriers. Um, and then we cut to a secret lab where Hydra is beginning to prep Barnes for more brainwashing, but he's trying to figure out who Bucky is. Um, what's his nose? Pierce comes in, um, and tells him to like, just completely reset him and take him to back to completely, uh, the winter soldier. Um, but Barnes has like memories of like Zola amputating him and like finding him in the snow after falling off the tracks. He remembers falling off the tracks with Steve there. And uh, yeah, they begin to brainwash him again. And Pierce just walks away. Pierce is kind of a uh, dipstick. And this scene makes me really angry, but yeah, that's, that's where we'll stop. Yeah. It's intense. We see Joe Russo, the doctor. And he shows up again too later. In our Marvel Cinematic in the Marvel universe. rewatch, yeah, I thought you meant in like this, this movie. I was like, <laughs> really again, like I don't remember him being in it. I don't have a behind the scenes fact, but for that, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's in it. He's a director. He's a director. <laughs> so yeah, he's he's the guy. He's well, he is one of the guys who made the movie. So yes, so, yeah. There are many um, people who made this guy, but yeah, yes, there's yes, <laughs> <laughs> one of but the yeah. main guys. <laughs> he was the way. Um, um, so like when uh, they come in and see Fury all alive and everything and Fury just goes, I don't, I didn't know who to trust the look on Natasha's face when he says that, like, if you, if you look at it, she's like hurt, like severely hurt by that. And it's, it's disappointing that we never get like a, a reuniting between the other, you know, like, like a rekindling of the friendship, I guess. Cause like after this, I don't think they really talk much. I mean, there's, Age of Ultron, where they're at the Barton farm. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, and I can't think of another time where those two interact again. Like Fury's not in Civil War at all. I or wish. Infinity War or Endgame. Much. Wow. And then she dies. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Hopefully you've watched Whoa. it, but you know, like. Whoa. So I wish there was. I don't know. If, yeah. But you can see the dejection out of her face. In her face. Yeah. And Fury gives over to uh, control for a, uh, to, um... oh, wait, no, we haven't gotten there yet. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, Yeah, Bucky getting fixed up. Man, that's so sad. Like, literally um, getting brainwashed. Um, Like I said in my behind the scenes fact, uh, just ah, that's 
so agitating, like you said. So yes. And yeah. Yeah, I hate like when he walks in, Pierce to Bucky. Mission reports like slaps him. Yeah. That part always makes me so angry. And yeah, when uh Fury says we can try and salvage as much uh of Project Inside or whatever, and Steve just goes, No, we're not doing that. Like Shield's like we're burning shield to the ground, basically. That's the next part. They go no, back that's, that that's they, the same they because cut, he's, he's they, about the project insight and their plan to shut it they, down. No, they after Bucky, they cut back to Fury talking about fears. They, they they it's two parts. I know they but, have yeah, I know, I know. I'm just saying we, yeah, okay, yeah, but yeah. we've already okay. yeah, we've yeah, gone back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's okay. back and sorry, forth. Sorry, but, yeah. No, you're good, you're good. I mine. Yeah, just I didn't had... know. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know if you already said Sorry. that. So that's why I didn't say my thing. But no, yeah, go ahead and talk about it. We already yeah. did. So, yeah, I was. I I was gonna say something that like Fury gave over control to like Steve. You like, did. Yeah. You know, it, to make my the plan, you my know? my breakdown has the whole plan. Yeah. Combined yeah. and because trying to cut when movies do that. There was what movie did we do that was like cutting back and forth and back and forth and back. Oh, Little Women. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah. That was well. That, yeah. Down. That was that was confusing because it was like going to the future, going back to the past. Yeah. That one. Uh, was... ugh. Yes. <laughs> Good movie, but <laughs> great movie. Terrible to break down though. <laughs> yeah. So for uh, those of you who are listening and want to do your podcast, don't start with Little Woman. Take some time. Get used to <laughs> breaking movies down. Knives, knives. That was kind of confusing too because that like was true, that yeah. was like just so many interviews and all that. You know. <laughs> yeah, that. That one was also that was like our fourth episode too, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was like our first and fourth one. Yeah, that was a yeah. Uh, a big task to break down. It was <laughs> it was third. Good heavens! Oh, but a great movie. Okay, yeah. so moving on. Anyway, scene fourteen. Uh, Steve is recalling how after the death of his mother, Bucky offered him a place to stay so he wouldn't have to let you know cope alone, promising to be there until the end of the line. Wilson warns Rogers that Barnes may not be the the may not be able to be taken alive and Steve vows to save his friend uh, whatever it takes. As Steve has lost his suit, his uniform, he breaks into the Smithsonian and steals his old uniform ready to take on Hydra once again. Uh, the members of the World Security Council arrive at the Triskelion and are given access badges to wear on their collar that will grant them the ability to go anywhere in the Triskelion. Then they meet with Pierce in his office and Steve, Sam, and Maria Hill break into the Triskelion and take control of the communication systems where Rogers gives a very touching and heartfelt message to everyone in S.H.I.E.L.D., telling them that there are uh, Hydra infiltrators everywhere led by Alexander Pierce and that they cannot be allowed to initiate Project Insight. And that's where we'll stop. Before Rumlow comes back. Yes. So, yeah, we see a cool flashback between Bucky and Steve. Mm-hmm. And we get the line from Bucky, the iconic line. Um, and we also see Stan Lee, his cameo, finally, later yeah. in the movie. But he comes in a cool part, I guess, <laughs> as a security guard. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm <man>. so fired. <laughs> fired. <laughs> <laughs> so peak good. Stanley, man. Yeah, peak. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> uh, but we see, I love like as Cap like is giving the speech, we see a bunch of different shots of like different like agents like looking at each other, you know, it's turning on each other, you know, it's so sad, but it's like, man, it happened and it had so yeah, yeah. Some of them are Hydra, some of them are yeah, not yeah. So yeah, yeah. I love the uh, the Stanley cameo. It's fantastic. I love I love the flashback. You can obviously tell that the CG is not as great as in the first one. You know, with like small Steve, scrawny Steve. Yeah. Um, but I think. I think it does the job of, you know, tugging on the heartstrings a bit. Um, but yeah, the, the cap speech is really great. I think it's, they're, they're well-written. They're like all of them, like they're just great. Like Marcus and McFeely knew how to write for Captain America. And I think that's, that's what you need. Um, but something I'm really still sad about and sad that we'll never really get except with maybe the new rendition of Falcon in Captain America. But the, uh, this is like the full fledged comic book Falcon suit where it's like red and white. Cause like this one, this one's cool and very, you know, down to earth, I guess like, but even in, you know, civil war, there was like, there was red in it, but not like the comic book, Falcons, I don't know. That's something I'm just sad we'll never get. I bet we'll get that at some point, probably. I hope so, because who's the... Like, he'll be in, like, the Torres? movies to come, I feel like. Yeah, Torres. Because, like, obviously, the Falcon now is Captain America. Like, Sam Wilson is Captain America. So, like, he'll have the red, white, and blue comic book Captain America Falcon suit. But there is the new Falcon. Uh, who is it? Torres? The I can't remember his first name. But in Falcon... Uh, the, the... The director or no an, an actor? Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the guy who helps him out on the ground in the show. Uh, His name is Torres. I can't remember the first name, but oh, yeah. he's he's supposed to be the new Falcon, which I think is is great. But uh that we're getting another one, but I hope he has more of a comic style suit. But uh, yeah, we'll find out. Um but yeah, moving I'm on. Sorry. I'm sorry for the guy that he was saying to like close the big door down when the hell carriers uh, were yes. uh, uh, coming out and he, R RIP to that guy. Uh. Yeah. For the longest time, I thought that was Nick Fury. Cause it sounds, it sounds like Samuel Jackson, yeah. like shut the, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that's <laughs> anyway, Rumlow and his men enter the control room and threaten the young uh, technician that yes. he has to, you know, launch the helicarriers. Um, however, Agent 13 intervenes and uh, they're like, everyone's holding a gun to everybody. And then <laughs> Rumlow, you know, pulls down, drops the gun and then pulls out a knife, slits uh, Agent 13's wrist and uh, tries to shoot the the kid, but Agent 13 saves him. And uh, Rumlow still manages to put the helicarriers in the air. And then back in the uh, council chambers, Pierce pulls a gun on Councilman Singh, uh, but Romanoff, using a photostatic veil, reveals herself to be the councilwoman and uh, stops him. Romanoff begins to upload all of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Hydra's secure files to the internet, 
Um, and Pierce is being held at gunpoint by the agent who got held at, or the councilman, but who got held at gunpoint. Um, he informs Natasha that two alpha level clearance members are required to disable the encryption so that the files can be uploaded, but there's only one present and that's being Pierce. Uh, but at that time, Fury arrives uh, who has alpha level clearance. He, he lets uh, Alexander Pierce know that he knows they probably erased all traces of Fury being in the, you know, being on shield, but he had a backup retinal scan made using only his left eye, which is the one that's under the eye patch that got killed by what was the alien? Uh, there, the it, was, it was a cat, but like it was a, uh, was like a fluff, fluff, some anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, but Fury and Pierce then use their retinal scans and uh, it disables the encryption and Romanov uploads the files. Meanwhile, Rogers and Wilson are putting two of the chips into the helicarriers. Um, but then Sam goes for the last one. His jetpack is damaged by who else but Bucky Barnes. And he flies down on top of the Triskelion. Uh, Hill notifies Sam that Rumlow is headed for the council and Sam begins to intercept him and the two begin to fight. Uh, and then Steve goes to the third helicarrier and is confronted by Bucky and they begin to fight. And Rogers tries to remind Bucky that he is, is still his friend. So we'll stop there. Let's yeah. Talk about it. A lot of stuff there. Um, Lots of stuff. <clears throat> So yeah, uh, <laughs> go way back when we started. When you started, it's a Rumlow in Agent Thirteen, like in the command room. Uh, for some reason, I thought of the office and they <laughs> face off. Oh yeah, <laughs> from a uh, murder. Yeah, the... I have no idea. I have no idea why. You know what? That's uh, that's valid. That is kind of the yeah yeah, yeah. double agents all uh, around. Yeah. Uh, that's funny <laughs> um anyway uh love the disguise of uh of natasha just yes being the old woman and somehow kicking everyone and we didn't know who she was and then she talked and it was natasha so nice disguise there with the face thingy um very much so then we get Nick showing up again. Very cool in the, the helicopter. The helicopter, just like he did in Avengers. Yes. Nice Very flashback. Cool. For some reason, when you were talking about it, I don't know. I was thinking like another plausible way of like Hawkeye coming into this. What if like his thing didn't work or whatever, his retinal scan? And like, what if Hawkeye secretly had like one? I don't even know. Like, what <laughs> if Hawkeye like, but that would be just like, like a laughing stock. I don't think that would throw off the plot of course but i don't know i think that would that would be uh, funny but i think that's almost like a how it should have ended yeah, <laughs> like, yeah that's a how it should have been yeah how it should have been yeah like it really should have been hawkeye who showed up and been like hey i got alpha level clearance yeah for no reason for no reason <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> somehow um yeah uh but yeah get some cool action scenes of uh uh cap and and Sam and Sam's like flying around stuff. We actually get to see like Sam, like, <clears throat> like flying and all that. And I was going to say, he, those are how he fights. Yeah. Those are some of my favorite scenes are when the yeah. Falcon flight sequences, I think they're just yeah. so smooth. Yeah. Pretty cool. 
Um, I don't really have a lot of thoughts after this because I stopped taking notes. So yeah, uh, <laughs> I love the uh, when the uh, when they're when Rumlow's telling them to launch the the helicarriers, and he goes, "I can't do that." Like the young guy, captain's orders. And then yeah. Agent Theory Thirteen goes, like you said, Captain's orders. I just think that's pretty funny. Yeah. And then when Bucky kicks a dude into like the plane turbine, the, the oh, I forgot about that. That was yeah. so freaky. Oh. Like, I was like, dang, like Bucky means business right now, man. Yeah. Also, the line where like Steve's falling and Falcon comes and like lifts him up. Oh yeah, you're heavier yeah, yeah. than you look. And Steve goes, "I had a big breakfast," because Falcon. <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty funny. But yeah, um, the fight between Steve and uh, Bucky, like when yes. Bucky's just like shooting him in the back all the time, like the I was like, ah, it's pretty rough, like intense. Just the whole fight, I don't know. I think it's pretty tough. But moving on, maybe that's later. I don't know. Yeah, later. <laughs> this I is think, all. Yeah, you said you montage. like you said like he was trying to convince him like or I don't you know and oh, like, yeah. at the end that's when they like Steve walks when they face the off the face off yeah the beginning yeah. Yeah, the third. Yeah, you're right. It's further when you get shot, but still, that's yeah, pretty. Yeah. Well, yeah. all right. So we're in Pierce's office, right? And the upload is finished. Yeah. And uh, Pierce like activates the the pin taser thing. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Like they, yeah, they burn a hole into their sternums apparently. And uh, Romanoff is spared, and Pierce uses the device on the security badge to threaten Fury and Romanoff into lowering their weapons. During this time, the inside helicarriers have connected with the satellites and run Zola's algorithm scanning for their targets. And uh, Rogers is trying to put the final chip in, and he does at the very last second, because, of course, it's the very last second, right? That's how <laughs> it always happens. Um, and the helicarriers simply switch their targets to only, instead of having, like, billions, simply three of them, which are each other, and they begin to shoot down each other. Yes. Uh, Pierce is witnessing the destruction of the inside helicarriers, and he decides to use the device on the security badge to threaten Romanov to fly him out of the Triskelion. Instead, Romanov, Romanov activates a taser disc on herself, temporarily disabling the device on the security badge and gives Fear enough time to shoot Pierce down and kill him. His last words, of course, El Hydra, which is... Just makes him yeah. completely irredeemable. Like, yeah, crazy. That anyway. last shot of him on the floor too is so. Yes, yeah. it's pretty. It's nasty. Um, Wilson is still fighting Rumlow and sees one of the helicarriers crashing through the building, and he decides to take <laughs> off. Rumlow gets buried, um, which is the end of him. We think, and uh, Fury and Romanov come in and save. Uh, Sam at the very last second as he's jumping out of the window. Um, Steve and Bucky are still, you know, on a helicarrier together. And Bucky's like pinned underneath falling debris. Uh, Steve goes to try and save him. Um, but Bucky says, you know, you're my mission. I have to finish it. And so Steve says, I'm not going to fight you. And Bucky just begins to like pummel Steve over and over again. Um, but a thing I can't like a piece of debris comes through crashing through the glass bottom yeah. of the hel helicarrier and dropping them to like the water below. Um, 
that's the, you know, and then we come back to someone going into the water to save Steve from drowning. He, uh, it's Bucky. He picks him up, leaves him on the shore, and just walks away. And that's the end of that scene. But then we get the, you know, kind of like a where are they now kind of montage. Like Steve is in the hospital um, and yes. right by him. They're listening to the Trouble Man soundtrack. Great uh, soundtrack. Marvin Gaye. It's fantastic. Uh, we get to see Agent 13 signing up to be part of the CIA. Hill getting hired by Stark Industries. Senator Stern getting arrested. Fury officially dead and destroying all the evidence of him ever being alive. Um, and Romanoff is at Capitol Hill. Um, ah, talking to good scene. the U.S. Yes. Department of Defense and telling them, like, you shouldn't be here. You should technically be in jail. And she says, you're not going to arrest me because you need me. And all of us superheroes. Yeah. And so we'll stop there. Um, just talk about it for a little bit. Um, because Wesley yeah. doesn't notes. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the uh, the lines where uh, Steve just goes tells Bucky like you are my friend and yeah he goes you are my mission, and then Steve goes then finish it because I'm with you to the end of the line. That's just like, oof, so emotional, so uh, heavy, and so like when uh, Natasha like shocks herself, Fury shoots Pierce. He says Hell Hydra. Great ending for a terrible villain. And then, but by terrible, I mean, like, you know, a yeah. great villain, but terrible person. And then the way Fury goes, Natasha, Natasha, like the way he says Natasha. Natasha is just, it always strikes me funny. Like, I know it's not supposed to be funny, but just like the way he says it, I, there's just something about the way Samuel Jackson delivers that line that's makes me giggle a little bit. But yeah, I already mentioned it when Steve is climbing up the, and like Bucky keeps shooting him in the back. Just very painful. I thought, I thought actually when I first saw it, I thought Steve was going to die to be honest. I thought so too. Yeah. 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 And then when Steve wakes up and Sam's sitting to the left of him, he just goes, yeah, on your left or on the, to the right of Steve, I guess and he goes on your left. Yeah. And that's where it cuts to everything. All right. And then we yeah. get one final scene here. Um, all of shield completely destroyed. Basically. Um, Steve is at, you know, Steve and Sam are at the group, uh, Fury's grave with Fury. Yes. And he's like, I'm going to go to like Europe, I think, to like track down, you know, the rest of Hydra. Do you want to go with yeah. me? And Steve goes, I've got stuff to do here. He tries to get Sam to go with him. He says, I'm more of a soldier than a spy. And then uh, Fury heads off. Natasha shows up, gives Steve a, a file uh, with the background on the Winter Soldier and Bucky in it. And uh, she heads off to go do what she does during Black Widow. Fun fact. Um, oh, no, Black Widow's, oh, between, no. Civil yeah, no, Black yeah. Widow's between Civil War. Yeah. Sorry, I yeah. was thinking it yeah. was between this and this. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, and then Steve tells Sam, you don't have to join me. Um, you don't have to come with me. And Wilson goes, I know. When do we start? And then we get the credits. And that's been yes. America Civil War. Or, Let's go. And that was Captain America Winter Soldier. Not Civil War. I have two behind-the-scenes facts in that right. one scene alone. Let's that one it. scene at the at the cemetery. So Black Widow was wearing an arrow necklace. Fans of Captain America, 
the Winter Soldier would have spotted that the Black Widow wore an air necklace in the film. Of course, this led many to think it had something to do with Hawkeye, which Joe Russo confirmed in an interview with Empire. Honestly, the arrow necklace was a choice that Scarlett Johansson herself made as her character. Her relationship with Hawkeye will uh, become very clear in Avengers Age of Ultron. Russo explained, unfortunately, we didn't get to see Black Widow and Hawkeye's relationship develop much in that film, possibly because Marvel Studios uh, hacked and chopped that movie to pieces and it resulted in Joss Whedon packing his bags and leaving the MCU behind his uh, rearview mirror. (laughs) Dang. Uh, um, Yeah. So, yeah, I of course, it wasn't really explained in that movie. And then we never really get to see... Well, we do actually in like end game. Yeah. Yeah. And Russo's tried to redeem it a little bit. Yeah. 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 They did. Um, Then really cool Easter egg here. um, They reference a classic Samuel Jackson role. Jackson played Nick Fury, but he also famously played Jules Winfield in Pulp Fiction. Mm -hmm. In that film, Jules recited a biblical biblical passage uh, a few times. He's equal 2517 that was made up for that movie in the Winter Soldier Fury's tombstone features Ezekiel 2517 inscribed on it in homage to Jackson's iconic role. So I don't That's know. Neat. Interesting fact there. What was the passage? Ezekiel, Ezekiel 2517. I think I, I looked it up and it was something about vengeance. I don't know. I, 2517 I, you said? Yeah. Let's find out. It says, I will carry out great vengeance on them and punish them yeah. in wrath then they will know that I am the Lord when I take vengeance on them. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. yeah. I, I just, I love the, and the end scene is really great. I like how it cuts straight to the the credits with the nice music over top. Like I know when do we start? And then she goes, and it just cuts. I think I love when movies yeah. do that, but yeah. But we do have a couple tag scenes to talk about before we're done here today. So tag scene number one, Baron Strucker is holding the scepter inside the Hydra's research base, Mm. Sokovia, stating that there are Hydra agents worldwide. He then walks over to a pair of cells. He stops in front of them and says, this is the age of miracles. One of the cells contains a man who is running around at tremendous speeds. The other contains a woman who's levitating a few blocks before she causes one to explode. The two are said to be the only survivors of a group of volunteers that were subject to Strucker's experiments. And that's texting one leaving, leading us up to age of Ultron, but, and obviously people looking at that don't really know what that is, but it's Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. And it, it, it makes, it, it makes me laugh that they call them miracles because everyone there was hoping they'd, you know, mutants, you know, this is the age of mutants. Because yeah. that's what Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are, but I, I, the the tag scene very eerie, actually very eerie. Yeah, no, this is one of the freakiest tag scenes I think at, like ever. Like this is freakier mm. than the last one with the uh, collector. This is like yes, with the snap from Wanda. It, ugh, I do yes. not like this cutscene at all. Like literally, really? like yeah, I don't. It's so freaky. <laughs> it's valid. It's valid. Every yeah. every time I see it, every time I see it, I'm freaked out by that. <laughs> yeah. It's valid. Uh, um and then, yeah. And then tag scene two. Sorry, go ahead. You I had it. another behind the scenes fact, okay. actually. I have so many for here. I don't even ha- know how many. So not well for the movie, not 
for this. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you're good. Um, <clears throat> so by this point, a uh, after the success of the Avengers, a uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe was truly born as such films had to adhere to the universe of it all. And the Russo brothers had a big part of that. They read the script for Avengers Age of Ultron following the Winter Soldier to help guide them in their filmmaking choices. Joss Whedon directed this mid credit scene that led to directly into mm-hmm. Age of Ultron. So kind of similar thing with happened to the last movie where um, James Gunn directed yep. the post credit scene of Thor The Dark World with the collector and all that. So, yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. You can definitely tell it's a tonal shift from this movie to the tag scene. Yeah. Like, like, dang. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, tag scene number two, uh, after all the credits, uh, Bucky Barnes is dressed in civilian clothing and is at the Smithsonian Institute where he finds a whole section of the Captain America display dedicated to him. It's just basically telling you, hey, Bucky's not gone. He's here. He's trying to figure out where he came from, what he does. And the music is just eerie. That's yeah, this one's it's, 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 this one's too. It's so weird because it's almost like trying to make you believe that the winter soldier is still the winter soldier. Yeah, and then he's like he's like, but he's also like trying to figure out like who am I? Like yeah. <laughs> but it, it makes you really feel like he's about to do something terrible at the Smithsonian Institute. Like what if that happened? Music, that it's insane. like he's about to like go crazy on these people, but yeah. And guys, that's Captain America Warner Soldier for you. Yes. Uh let's get let's get into it. Closing thoughts and well, not closing thoughts. Let's just get into yeah, it. No, uh, no. Favorite scene. Um man, I was going to say the elevator sequence, but I feel like I don't know what it was going to be for you, but I feel like it's the sequence where Bucky and um cap fight on the street i uh, oh on the street okay yeah so i feel like uh, that action there is just insane and two superhuman people like just fighting at it and going at it and just so cool how they did the choreography and with the knife and knife and ah and going through cars and all that i don't even know like just cool that whole sequence with them also with sam and a with a um Bucky going after going after uh Natasha and then we also see Bucky for the first time face reveal and who it is and all that and him realizing like Cap uh, like maybe he knows this guy Cap and just so cool so yeah 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 absolutely for me it's actually at the beginning of the movie I talked about it uh okay. yeah. the the ship uh the Lumerian star deck takedown of Captain America. It just felt, it almost felt like a kind of like a video game sequence. Like, I don't know if you ever played the Batman Arkham games. Like it just felt bit, like yeah. something out of that, like with like the silent takedowns and like the, we didn't even mention where he throws the knife at the guy who's trying to pull the fire alarm and it like hits his hand and it sticks it into the wall. Like there's just some great action there. And like, I don't know. I just, it really gets me excited for the rest of the movie. So I'm going to say the deck takedown at the very beginning. Well, not very nice. Beginning, but pretty yeah. close to the beginning. The Least famous scene. Yeah. I don't know if I have yeah. one. Yeah. I think I, we can just skip over that. I can't, so I can't, tight. I don't have one. Yeah. And that shows for my star ranking too. Yeah, so. for sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, favorite quote. Favorite um, quote. 
you go first. I there's so many. So I oh, man, uh, I'm gonna uh, say probably. Oh man, this is tough. There's so many good ones. I gotta. Yeah, uh, like this is such a quote. Not like you don't think this is a quotable movie, but there's like so many good ones. Like even like Fury has so many mm-hmm. ones. Like when he's in the car when we were talking about that. Um, yeah. um I'm gonna say this. This is not more of a quote. It's more of a, like a collection of quotes. Um, but I'm gonna say uh the one where Steve and Bucky are in the crashing helicopter, and he goes, "Uh, you're my friend." And you're my mission, then finish it because I'm with you to the end of the line. I just think that's so yeah. tough. Like that's so good. And I think, man, I just really I think it's it's such a good line. And so I'm gonna say that one. Um the first one I thought of was at the very beginning, and I already said it. Um it's Natasha and um she says, I'm trying to get to it. Um, where is it? Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. She says, hey, fellas, I don't know if you know where the Smithsonian is. I'm here to pick up a fossil. <laughs> so funny. I don't know. That is, that's a good one. Um, okay. Least favorite character. Yeah, least favorite character. Um, hmm. I could say Sitwell again. <laughs> you could, yeah, if you wanted. I don't know. Um, you could do annoying character, I guess, too. Like, just I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. I really don't know. There's not. I really feel like any... that. Yeah, there's not really like Rumlow is kind of annoying, but he's good. That's like his actor, so it's not like he was. He's meant to have that kind of role, so it's yeah. There's like there's no one like, you're like. I don't want to see them in this movie, like. Everyone just fits really well. So even Sidwell has that one line, that line before he dies, supposedly. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the that is a terrible, terrible idea. <laughs> yeah. I so I guess we can just skip over that one too. This yeah, I guess so. Not really any Zoe favorite character. Uh I think at first I was gonna go with Bucky. Okay. But I feel like I have to go with the bad guy, Robert Redford, who wow. Pierce. I don't know why. Okay. And like I when I watched this again here, like I really liked how like he acted and like just like his way of like going about things, I guess. Like he just like manipulated his way through a shield, of course, and then just like all of his different conversations he had between the characters, um, whether it was with Cap or Fury or just with Natasha, like, you know, it was just, I don't know. It was kind of creepy and kind of, he was kind of cool, I guess. I don't know. I was going to say Bucky though. So I don't know, but I would, I'm going to go, go with uh, Alexander Pierce. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. And for me, I'm, I got to go Captain America, you know, Steve Rogers, like he carries his movie. He's in pretty much every scene. There's not really a scene where he's not in it unless it's a security council's meeting and, we know they're all a bunch of dweebs. So uh, I'm going to go Captain America. I think he's 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 likable. He doesn't get to the point of irritating like he does in Captain America Civil War. Spoiler alert for when we get to there. But uh, yeah, I just, I really like Steve. I think this is the best 
Captain America in the MCU we've gotten to this point until you know Civil uh, Endgame. I think he's really good in that. But um, yeah, so I'm gonna say Captain America. I think I mean it's his movie, so it makes sense. But well written, great dialogue, great delivery, great character moments with Natasha and Sam. So yeah, I'm gonna say uh, gonna say Captain America. So closing thoughts and give us a star ranking yeah. for Captain America Winter Soldier. So um, overall, this movie was just a thrilling ride, um, just a cool spy thriller, I guess. And just all the action sequences and then all the dialogue between the characters. And I already said, like, there's so many quotable lines, even though it's not like really a quotable movie, per se. It's just so cool and insane how they did a, um, all of the action, as I said, and uh, the plot as well worked well. And it, it even though it was a smaller type of movie, like they explained a lot and this had a lot of depth to it with a, uh, all of the Hydra stuff going in throughout S.H.I.E.L.D. and then infiltrating S.H.I.E.L.D. and seeing that develop and seeing how that will affect the MCU as a whole and all of the things with uh, Nick and uh, Nick's storyline through this and how he's gone on to do his thing. And, and yeah, it was just an awesome movie overall. And my star ranking is actually five out of five. So, wow. Okay. Dang. This, I, I have to have it here. I have to have it five out of five because I have it third on my ranking of all the 32 movie releases as of right now. Okay. Okay. Behind, behind the infinity war and end game. So okay, that's valid for me. My ranking, but real quick, I want to talk, talk about, it's pretty interesting that this movie, like very street level, very small in the scale, in the scale of the MCU. Right. But it has so much to do with it because up until this point, the thing that connected the movies is shield, right? Nick Fury has been connecting Iron Man and Hulk and Thorn, but now Shield's gone. So what's going to connect them? It's the Infinity Stones, right? Like that's what connects these movies yeah. now because we're getting to bigger. So like Shield kind of had to die off. It didn't have to. There was a way you could have done it, but Shield had to die off so that it like the connection would be more Infinity Stone as opposed to Shield. I don't know. I just thought of that while you were talking. But yeah, for me, um, I'm gonna give my. Uh, I think it's. It's a great movie. It's top tier. It's in my whole list. It's second just behind one movie we'll get to later down the line. If you want to go see what it is, you can go check me out on Letterboxd. You know, Andy rates movies. But uh, uh, <laughs> for me, everything works in this movie. It's a great film. It's a great spy thriller. This is really where Marvel starts to branch out off of just strictly superhero movies like that superhero genre to like experimenting with like a spy thriller like what you said political thriller and then they get to the comedy and then the horror aspect of it later down the line like this did so much for the mcu it gave the russos a launching point into marvel and christopher marcus Stephen mcfeely really hit their stride um and i just think ultimately it came together to make a great movie for me I can only have one five star in the MCU. So this movie is sitting at a 4.5 out of five. I just love it. And 
for me, five, five stars, that half star is ranked for like just personal favorite. And so that's why it's not number Makes one, sense. but, but it's yeah. number two and it's a 4.5. So a five star and a 4.5 star, I would give it a five star if I felt like I could give more than yeah. a five star rating yeah. you movie, but I just, can't. um, yeah, <clears throat> I, in my, my top five, I have my, my fifth one is Avengers. And I think I gave that a 4.9. I think you did. I let think, me check. The, I think I did. Let me but check then, the Excel sheet. Then my four is Black Panther, and then it's Winter Soldier, and then Endgame and Infinity War. And those two are, of course, five out of fives. But you know, yeah, you gave uh, Avengers on the podcast a five out of five. I did. Okay, then I, I might have to. Then, then those top five, I guess, are five out of five. I don't five know. out of five. Hey, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna argue with you. <laughs> It's like the tier rankings, like with the, you yep. know, yep. <laughs> the oh, awesome, me, you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the the S and the A. and the Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Movie Minutemen podcast. I believe, if I remember correctly, it's the next episode. Uh, is this episode 15? This is 15? episode 16. Episode 15 oh. was only reserved for the most amazing and perfect episode of Thor the Dark World. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, episode 16 of the Movie Miniman podcast. We appreciate you guys listening. Um, our next, you want to talk about what we're doing for next episode? Yeah, so oh. the next episode um, is going to be, we're going to be watching my short film that I just made. I worked on it over the spring and um, for we did it for like a camp, a junior high camp. And um, I just, it just was i don't know a long time and i thought it would be just fun to do it on here and like it's just gonna be funny to do it i guess since i'm the director of it and like see how andrew reacts to it all and it's gonna be cheesy it's gonna be cheesy i'll tell you that it's gonna be cheesy but it's also there's gonna be some funny moments i feel yeah. like i don't know yeah it's gonna uh, be I'm, I'm excited um it's gonna be a shorter episode because it is a short yes. film and yes. uh with my wedding coming up in two weeks yes. uh we kind of needed something that we could do yeah. quicker than, you know. Yeah. So uh, we're going to do that. And I'm excited. I'm excited to absolutely rip it to shit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I do not care. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. I've I've wanted to watch it for a little bit. So uh, Wesley texted me and he was like, hey, I have an idea for our next episode. Let's do that. And I was like, dude, I'm all for it. So uh, yeah. isn't it? It's out on YouTube, right? You said it is out on YouTube. I haven't sent it to you, but it is no, out you on YouTube. So. so I will link that movie in the description of this yeah. podcast yeah. so you can go yeah. watch it in preparation yes, yes. for next episode. So yeah. with that being said, we appreciate you guys listening and all the support. If you want to email us, you can do that at the movie Minutemen podcast. Um, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the movie Minutemen podcast uh, to keep up to date on our episodes and our, what we're doing next. Um, there will be a bit of a lull. I feel like, after next episode with uh, moving and everything wesley's starting college so we're gonna be kind of in the midst of a <laughs> transitioning knows season. When, yeah transitioning yeah. season so who knows when we'll get to record an episode i hope we can get at least one done in that time frame but who knows like god only <laughs> does so yeah. uh, stay yeah. tuned on the socials for that we may put out a poll to let you guys vote we may yes. just say hey we're doing yeah. this one watch it so just 
it's TBD, TBD. But yeah. you can watch Wesley short film. What's it called? It is AM. The name of it is National Treasure. So oh, okay. Like, okay. So yeah. Kind of um, a... It's kind of like a reality TV competition TV show. So oh, that's yeah. fun. Okay. It's all original too. So it's not like I took Just... from. Yeah, he stole so. the name from Nick Cage. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, I guess so, yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. The concept is original. <laughs> yes, the concept is original. It's original script. So, yes. I'm yeah, excited. So. Um, again, thank you guys for listening. Uh, for Wesley, I am Andrew. We will see you guys next time. Kiss me once again It's been a long